0: Everybody. Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um <clears throat> tonight we're gonna just keep it a little bit light uh this evening. If you know, if we can even do that here on this show. Um I'll tell you guys just, you know, first and foremost, the last several shows have been what I call super shows. You know, um you know, just monumental shows that in my opinion will, you know, really go down in history, will stand the test of time when you look back on this show and look at, you know, what defined us you know, as a show, I mean, you know, our, our special on, um, you know, on the Prince special, you know, you look at everything that we talked about uh, surrounding the death of Prince and just, you know, the industry, you look at, you know, the following, we had the, uh, the, the special we talked about Lemonade, that whole cultural phenomenon as far as, you know, the uh, effect that it's having on on youth, uh, you look at after that we did uh, last week. We talked about uh, just what, what really, what Becky with the good hair, uh, that line, that that slur, what that represents, and that took us into a whole conversation on um, just dating and, and relationships and the foundations. And so, you know, and, and obviously, you know, in three-hour shows, there were so many other topics that we discussed. But so, just re- really monumental shows, and so. Um, lately, we haven't been doing a lot of just, you know, lighter shows, you know, hour-long shows, hour-and-a-half shows, two-hour shows, just shows where we can really just focus on, you know, um, topics that have been uh, floating around in, in social media, um, in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group, some things that have been on you guys' minds. So tonight, we just, you know, just want to kind of relax a little bit, chill out. Um, you know, we were last live, when was that, Friday? So want to come back a little less than a week later and um just just keep it real man so uh I mean you know and, and which is good which is needed sometimes. every, every show isn't going to be a super show every show isn't going to be like wow oh my god you know what I mean so if you I say that to say if you guys are tuning in tonight but you may have missed the last couple of weeks definitely 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 I cannot cannot stress enough check out the archives of uh, our last few shows just all-time classics uh Courtney is here with me tonight Courtney what's going on with you think we um you know our system crashed a little bit earlier so we're trying to get everybody back online but um while, while matter of fact i think we got you now courtney you here with us okay can you hear me yeah i hear you now okay cool we you know we weren't all our, we crashed a little bit earlier and so it was still coming back up so we're, we're, we're all good now courtney what's going on with you
1: oh i'm good it's good to be back on i know it's going to be another great show
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, like I said, I'm I'm just trying to relax a little bit, trying to chill a little bit, do some ask, state on advice questions, and, um, you know, and keep it real, man. In fact, we could jump into it, man, with our, um, you know, with our what's going on in the world. Because, you know, even though it's, like I said, it's a short week for us, Um, you know, there's still a lot of things going on in the media that I wanted to t- uh, touch on uh some things from a political standpoint, from a social standpoint, entertainment standpoint that we wanted to get into. And um and these are in no particular order but I was um and this was just a few minutes ago actually, I didn't even know, but um I, I see something on Twitter, you know, they're saying it, you know, you know, we've over the last few months we've seen all these different hashtags. We've seen National Sibling Day. We've seen uh National Pet Day. You know, we've seen a lot of different days. Well I just found out what today was and evidently today is National Send a Nude Photo Day. Courtney, now were you aware of this this, this trending topic of today, National Send a Nude Day?
1: No, I wish you could see the blank stare on my face right now.
0: <laughs> like
1: like is are they are they serious <laughs> like for real?
0: I mean, here's the thing about it. I mean, the funny, the funny. I mean, there's a few things that's funny about it. I mean, it. it one is a. I mean, you would never see something like this before. I mean, you look at all these quote-unquote uh, leaked celebrity nude photos over the last few years. You know, Megan Good and you know, um, what's the chick? Uh, um, the new Hollywood Gabrielle girl. Mean- no, no. Well, her too, but the white girl, um, Jennifer Lawrence you know, her and just so many different celebrities have had these photos, quote unquote, leaked. And, you know, it just really shows us where we are as a a society to define the popularity status. It's, you know, you really, you know, look at the Kardashians, obviously their whole empire was based upon showing, you know, your body, you know. And so if you're almost not even, you know, recognized on that level, unless you're putting your body forth, and that's all by design. I mean, you know, people are having fun with it or whatever, you know, little hashtags, but it's really a lot deeper than that. It's a real, It's actually a lot, you know, it's spiritual. You know, you look at people like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. I mean, really, there's really no female, and really men in general. There aren't really men or females who are recognized on a national, international level without some form of, you know, sexuality behind them, you know, and so, uh, or that, that's not, that's always something that's in, on, in some way, on some level being pushed, and so, um, you know, it's really a sign of the times, um, a sign of where we are as a, as a society, and um, so, you know, this, and this is just another example, you know, National Send a Nude Photo Day, it was amazing, now, funny thing is, people, we talk about this all the time. You know what I mean? We talk about it all the time from a dating standpoint, from a relationship uh, ship standpoint. You see men, you see women. You know, one, usually it's men, you know, recognizing a woman as identifying a, a woman as someone he wants to sleep with, right? I mean, that, let's keep it real because we're going to keep it real tonight about a number of different things. But how it starts? Because everyone's sexting. In fact, we did a whole three-hour show a few years ago on America's dirty little secret: sexting, and that was the title. Just Google it. You know, it'll come right up. Sexting, and where we, where we really broke it down. We did another show on, um, where we, you know, we talk about it all the time you know, from different perspectives. But, you know, sexting is something that starts out with a man identifying a woman as someone, and this is the most important part, someone he doesn't view as his future wife. You know, someone he looks at as a purely sexual being, someone he wants to fulfill sexual needs and desires from, and, but not being able to necessarily say that, you know, and so playing the role, going through the motions and, you know, and that's, and I was great at it back in the day, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, put, it's viewing a woman one way, but presenting yourself in a way that, you know, indicates that you or implies that you're interested or open to something else, you know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, I mean, unless you're just a hoe, unless you're just a freak, you know, a man can't say, yo, chick, send me some nudes. You know what I mean? And they're like, okay, sure. You know what I mean? Like, you usually have to package it, you know, nicely, wrap it up in a pretty little bow, and, you know, for a woman to feel comfortable, you know, doing that. And so the, the best players were able to act effectively uh, do that. And so, but now we're, we're moving farther and farther away from that. And it's just like, it's commonplace. It's like, okay, we're talking, we're dating, we're getting to know each other. All right, where are your, where are your picks at? You know what I mean? And I think what women really need to understand about this whole, you know, national send a new day and just, you know, it's it's become so commonplace in the getting to know you process. It, it, it literally, there's, it's, I wish women could see the effect that that has on how a man views the woman. Because, again, he's already not viewing you as a wife. He's already viewing you in a certain way if he even asks you for that at that point. So if you send it, you know what I mean, that just confirms everything. That just takes it to a whole other level of like of, of lack of respectability. And then from that point on, any chance that he has or that you have of him taking you seriously is literally out the window. You understand that? So it's just like you got to chill. You know what I mean? Because I mean, please understand, I, I shouldn't even have to say this, but please understand that the moment you send that, you know, and in fact, the whole purpose of you sending it is so that he can send it to someone else. You know, what I mean, his best friend, his homies, his frat brothers, his teammates, whatever the case is, or, or or just stored in his archive, in his collection, you know, for a rainy day, you know, and then at one point it's just like, oh, let me just, everyone's sitting around talking about different stuff, talking about women, similar to how, you know, women talk about men. Well, we're going in those little, the vault, you know, the archives, and we're pulling out nudes from 1996, 1998, 2002 of women who are now married, you know what I mean, women who are now, you know what I mean, totally changed their lives, but those images will, you know, they don't go away, ladies. You know what I'm saying? I, women, women will even have the audacity, like, oh, you know, uh, these, this is this is for your eyes only. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to cut my head off. You know, I'm going to chop off the head part so there will be no record. No, there's always a record. Men always know who it is. You know, make sure you delete this as soon as I send it to you. What? Delete it. What the heck do you think is the purpose of you? If I'm gonna delete it, you might as well not even send it. What What the heck would you think? I just want to see it and then and then never see it again. No, it's crazy. Deleted. The whole point I'm asking is so I can show people. So, ladies, you just gotta understand that you know. And like I said, look, the media will hype it up. They will glamorize it, romanticize it. Oh, I'm just sending some nudes so we can have a preview of what we're gonna be enjoying for the rest of our lives together. No, ladies, stop. Understand the man that God has for you, your future husband, will not want he will not look at you in that way. He will not want to do that. Now, that's not to say that, you know, if you move to a whole nother level, you know, and that is in fact your husband, then yeah, you know, that type of stuff is keeps that you know, it adds spice and it, you know, it does keep the relationship fresh fresh. So there's nothing wrong with that from a married standpoint, but a lot of people are doing things you know, that are reserved for marriage, you know, and looking forward to marriage, you know, and and not understand why the two are not, you know, uh, syncing up. I mean, mean, now, I mean, I don't need to ask you. I mean, we all know, Courtney, you know, this is, I'm not going to say, oh, Courtney, is this something that you can relate to? Is this something that you did back in the day? Come on, everyone knows. So just, I'll just say this, just tell the story or, or give a few examples of you, of the national send a
1: nude day in your life. Let me clarify the situation for you. <laughs> for all of the those that are listening, I never sent nude photos. I oh did my not gosh. ever do that. No, hold hold on, hold on. what I'm about to say is gonna get it's gonna get ridiculous, but I never sent nude photos because I didn't want them being shared with, you know, other people. But what I would do is I um took advantage of the self timer on my camera and I would take new photos of myself and I would get them developed and I would keep them and so when a guy would come over and we'd hang out, chill or whatever, he would see them there but that's that's what I did.
0: What the heck? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I, this
2: is—that's
0: <laughs> something I didn't even know. I haven't even heard that. So you got—that's news to me. And I thought I knew everything. So uh, about Courtney. I, I mean, come on. You got—I thought you've you heard all the stories. So hold on, hold on. Let me just just walk us through. So you would use the self timer, okay? You would get the pictures developed. You know, <laughs> have them framed up on your wall, and so when they came over. You had them, You frames, put, You put. went to Target and you bought a $12 frame, you got them blown up. They said, what size are you <laughs> now? Just give me the 10 by 12. You know what I mean? So you bought
2: but you know like, what? on your
1: wall? I did use to blow up pictures of myself and hang them, but they weren't nudes. But anyways, the ones, <laughs> I would have like pictures of me, like, um, yeah, nude photos, like, doing different poses and stuff. So you would just whip them out stuff.
0: when he would well, come over? I would over, have you a, would have a
1: collection of pictures. And the dudes would, like, go through pictures or whatever, and then who come across one, I'm like, "Oh, how did that get there? <laughs> and I act like hell? I didn't know
2: it was. <laughs> and so they like question
1: you? Well, they knew I was a freak. So it wasn't really, like, a surprise. It was like, oh, okay. And more than likely, I was already sleeping with them. So, I mean, it was kind of, yeah.
0: Kind of crazy. That's what it was. Yeah. Cra- That's new to me. <laughs> That's a different, and I've dealt with some freaks before. Like, that's <laughs> something that I've never even experienced. I've never heard of a woman doing that before. Like, that's, that's a, no, but, hey, you know, like I say, you get, you thank God for delivering.
2: Deliver,
0: you know? yes. You know, it is what it is. Guys, like I said, man, real laid back tonight, just um, talking about a few things. But, yeah, that's, that's National Send a Nude Day. Ladies, stop sending these nudes, man. Stop being freaks, you know. At at some point, you know, you, you know, because men are looking for respectability, they don't want their future wife sending them these new photos and different things like that. All right, um, that's stuff that he does for the freaks, you know. That stuff, like the guys that came to Courtney's crib and saw that stuff, they're not thinking, "Oh my gosh, yeah." Let me wipe up Courtney. They, those guys are married now. They, you know, what I'm saying. So. You don't want to be one of one of those women. You want to be the the woman who who didn't do it. You not only you don't just want to be the woman who didn't do that, who said no. You want to be the woman that a man doesn't even think about asking because I believe me. I've got I've got some some pictures. There was some there's been some stuff sent to me. You understand that from back in the day, but you know, at the same time there were other women who were just on a totally different level who I never even would even think to ask of uh, of that type of stuff. So be be that woman, all right? And I'm just being honest with you all. What else is going on today? Today, in fact, uh, shout-out to Malcolm X. You know what I mean? Um, today would have been his 90th birthday, from what I understand. And, um, you know, I, I'd really like to, you know, whether it's Michael Jackson, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Prince, um, so many different other uh, leaders from from the past, you know, remember them for what, you know, for what you remember them for. But then I encourage you all uh, to to just do some research. You know, do some research on, you know, the other things that that they were passionate about that the media did not tell you about. You know, like we, if you, if anyone heard our Prince special, you know, the death of Prince, where we talked about just really what he represented. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, he, you know, he made some music, some great music. But there was so much more. There was so much stuff that he spoke about the industry, about the entertainment industry, about politics, about the overall system, about the New World Order. So much. I mean, this is Prince talking same stuff we talk about here every night Prince talked about the same stuff we talked about here Malcolm X talked about he talked about the government he talked about secret societies he talked about economics he talked about how things were going to be in the future he talked about media propaganda which we've uh, talked about so much here over the last few months so much I mean these are things that Malcolm X specifically discussed so just research and these were brilliant people You know, so much. You know, so much more than what you would even see discussed on the, uh, you know, on the media, on like the TV or you know stuff they want you to think. They want you to think, oh yeah, he was just a quote unquote civil rights leader. Well, it's not. It wasn't all about civil rights. You know, it was about just rights, and it was about the government and the irony. The irony. A few years ago, we talked about Martin Luther King and how all these ridiculous comparisons. That people are making to people like Barack Obama and you know just doing the memes with the the poses and it's just like you know stop there they're nothing alike, guys. I mean, you look at people like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton who've literally taken hundreds of millions of dollars you know specifically from you know billionaires and corporations and have literally been bought and paid for to push a particular agenda. You know you understand that pe- Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton have taken more money from billionaires and special interest groups than any politicians in the history of this country and so when you look at Malcolm X, when you look at Martin Luther King, these are people who literally you know they fought against the system right they they were not the system they, they weren't bought by the system they fought against the system they fought against the corrupt government they weren't they didn't represent the government that's the craziest thing about it it's like people love even bernie sanders to a certain extent extent he you know people love bernie sanders but like oh yeah i love barack obama how do you love them both when they represent two totally different things how do you love martin luther king how do you compare martin luther king with barack obama martin luther king fought for black people's rights Barack Obama is more passionate about, you know, transgender rights than anything, you know, gay rights. So, you know, again, remember Marley, uh, Malcolm X today, and you know, and and just every day, really, and just remember what they stood for. I mean, any thoughts? Or have you heard? You know, seen the the the, the discussions online, and you know, in the news about uh, what today represents, Courtney?
1: Yes, I have, and you know, I I think that it's good that we you know recognize that. You know all that he's done. Um, you know we may not agree with his method, but at the same time there is at least an attitude of wanting better. You know wanting better than you know what is. You know, um, and I think that's I think that's good.
0: You didn't agree with his method.
1: As far as violence, no. I, what now? I what don't. do you mean?
0: What kind of violence? What kind of violence didn't you agree with?
1: I just don't agree with violence, period, as a way to get a point across. That's just how I feel. I feel like there are other ways to get your point across than violence. A lot of times violence, it makes the situation worse, and it makes it escalate.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't preaching violence. Oh, go ahead. No, finish your point.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, but at the same time, I respect, you know, the fact that he wanted to do, you know, something. As opposed to nothing
0: So what do you I mean that's what I'm saying From your perspective of Malcolm X Are you saying that he was advocating violence Or like what, well, what was violence the was he projecting
1: Well that was the impression That I got Just from what I read You know that he He wanted a, a method of You know using force Instead of as opposed to Martin Luther King As far you know he was you know non And using a civil approach
0: yeah, I mean they definitely had contrasting styles absolutely. You know, and the great one of the things that I respected about both Martin Luther King and Malcolm X but for different in different ways and for different reasons. I mean, neither one of them were violent individuals. You know, Martin Luther King, he had a message of just nonviolence, period. No matter if you were attacked, he brought to the table a more um the Christian message of, you know, turn the other cheek obviously as a christian which i respect and um you know what i strive to be like but at the same time martin luther uh malcolm x was not ever advocating violence his whole thing was look if you hit me i'm gonna hit you back you know if we're participating in a non-violent march and you you know treat us in a violent manner then you that violence is going to be met with violence so I mean, he wasn't just like, you know, I want to prove this point with violence. He's saying, look, we have a point to prove. We have a mission. We have a movement. And if you, you know, attack us for that movement, then that will be met with, you know, basically defending themselves. And as a father, you know, as a husband, um, you know, as a, you know, a participant of an active participant of my second – Second Amendment rights I mean I can I feel that you know what I mean like I'm not I struggle with some things I'm not the You know turn the other cheek Guy you know what I'm Saying and um, so But do you see what I'm saying Courtney like he was not At all a Proponent of violence but he wasn't Someone that was going to run from Violence if presented with it
1: No I, I totally I totally understand what you're saying I just Think that we just this we can agree to disagree on it. I just don't. Um, I don't agree with that that method. I just don't.
0: But so, so if you're saying if if you were attacked, you you would just turn the other cheek and let them hit you hit you on the other cheek.
1: I mean, I just feel like
0: that. <laughs> I'm saying you. You're saying you don't agree with it. So that's what I'm saying. If you were attacked, would you you would not defend yourself?
1: I I would. I would defend myself. But I'm saying during that time period, if everyone just attacked, you know, if they were attacked and they just responded, you know, aggressively, did that really solve the issue? That's why I'm looking at it during that time period instead of just handling it a civil way. I just agree more with Dr. King's um, approach during that time period.
0: Right. So if you were born in the 1960s and you were attacked, you wouldn't defend yourself.
1: I don't know, I never thought I never thought about it that way. I'm I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: I think at the end of the day, we all I th- I mean, I think a lot, even Dr. King to a certain extent. I mean, we saw certain things, but Dr. King was no punk. You know what I mean? And I think we all have some of that in us, which is why prayer is important, which is why anger management is important, which is why fasting is important. You know what I mean? The killing of the flesh Because let's keep it real, man, and that's the thing Like, I respect Courtney for saying Hey, look, no, I would I would." I don't necessarily agree with that Mentality, but hey, if I was attacked I probably would defend myself, so it's like We all have some of that in us And, I, you know, I think that people out there who try to Act like they're above certain stuff Or would absolutely Never, you know what I'm saying, do anything is it, is just foolishness And so, I, you know, like I said, I respect it I didn't There were a lot of things, obviously, from a religious standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. Malcolm X didn't, um, you know, we didn't see eye to eye from a, obviously, as a Muslim, I'm a Christian, different things like that. But just from a social standpoint, I was feeling a lot of the things that he had to talk about. And, I mean, hopefully I don't even have to say this, but, you know, if anyone out there hasn't seen uh, Malcolm X or or read, you know, um, the autobiography of Malcolm X, definitely – you know check both of them out because i mean great movie great book um great message you know just going to prison literally changing your entire life your entire mentality you know um is is really what we all what we what we strive to to push here you know is self reflection is you know bettering yourself change no matter where you came from whether you're a hoe in the you know in the club you know whether you're a you know, a pimp on the streets, you know, a criminal, whatever, you can always go on to bigger and better things. So definitely, um, you know, happy birthday, 90th birthday to uh, to Malcolm X. A lot of people don't know Malcolm X's son, you know, obviously Malcolm X was killed, but Malcolm X's son was actually killed uh, a few years ago, I believe down in Mexico, you know, assassinated. You know, he was also spreading a message, you know, a message of um, just – Revolt, revolution, um, you know, uh, wanting more for our people, and you know, he was killed. Just Google Malcolm X's son murdered. You know, I, I want to say maybe four or five years ago, down in Mexico. So I mean, it's it's so much stuff. A lot of people don't know he Malcolm X's son was killed. A lot of people don't know Malcolm uh, Martin Luther King's mother was 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 murdered. You know, in church actually, which is a whole another thing we talk about every year when we do our annual. In fact, what was that L- last night show actually? Interestingly enough, was a rebroadcast of our annual Martin Luther King special. Um, so definitely, you know, check that out and like I said, just do some research, man. Again, don't don't ever just rely on the media for your as your sole source, you know, of uh, of information, because there's so much more information out there that than they want you to believe. In fact, a uh, good segue is um, I was watching or listening to The Breakfast Club yesterday, and Diddy was on. Well, actually was a uh, you know was doing it several months ago, but I was just listening to the interview, and um, I found out that he you know he started a charter school in Harlem, and I was just I was, I was amazed by that you know because when you think of Diddy you know obviously you know him for music he's I think worth about seven hundred and fifty billion or million dollars million. are all him Jay Z Dr Dre they're on this race for, to be like the first black. Um, billionaire in uh, in hip-hop He's right now leading Dr. Dre second Jay-Z third I think Drake uh, Birdman is in there um, Drake came in I think number five On the hip-hop Cash Kings list uh, You know So You know But that's Like I said Like that's what you Hear about most With Diddy Is that type of thing But you know I found out that He got with um, You know some, some educators Very respected educators uh, In the New York area And they you know, he took a lot of his own money and founded a, a you know, a charter school. And it's it's for, it's free, totally free, no cost to the to the students. I think he said it had about, the waiting list was like 1,000 people. I think they have like 180 people in the school. Um, he said they have, you know, it's a huge campus. They've got like an Olympic-sized swimming pool and, you know, a huge theater, state-of-the-art theater. Performing arts, like it's like it's it's a major. I'm just like wow, like why haven't we heard about that? Why is that not on CNN? Why is that not being projected forth? And you know, one of the things that I told y'all is that, you know, as far as media propaganda goes, you know, definitely everything that's said or seen on CNN or NBC isn't necessarily happening. A lot of that is blatant lies. But then again, I said that everything that you don't see. Just because you don't see it on there doesn't mean that it's not happening or that it didn't happen it's just, again that's why you have to seek out alternate alternative sources of uh, of media What's your thoughts on that whole did he did he build a um you know a charter school
1: I think it's awesome i do um i can say i'm not surprised that people don't know about it um because prior to you talking about it, I didn't know about it, and the reason is because it's positive. It's something positive, something that you know is, is really is going to help these children. Because children need to be in an environment where they feel that you know people care about them. They feel like the educators care. They feel like people have put passion into you know starting that school and. It says a lot, and um, kids do better when they have that support system, not only at home but in the school system too.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean It's just a matter of, um, you know, we we, we need to do better. We all have to have a mentality of giving back. You understand that, you know, of giving back to the community. We all came from, I shouldn't say we all, but we, you know what I'm saying, I'm sure many of us came from, Humble beginnings, you know, um, not really where we are now. And so, if if somebody opened doors for you, it's only right that you go back to try to open doors for people. I mean, that's just something that Courtney and I do um, with the Each Woman Foundation. Just you know, trying to give back specifically to to women, uh, less fortunate women, women who are maybe striving towards um, emotional availability, getting over hurt, pain, resentment, things like that. But just in a number of different ways, I do a lot of Community service with with my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma, on a uh, alumni graduate level. So, um, and you know what, whatever you do, however you do it, just you know make sure you give back because we've all been blessed. If you if you're listening right now, you know I mean that means you have some type of technology, whether it's a cell phone. We're, and the great thing about technology now is you know this show is able to be heard all around the world in, in a number of different ways, whether it's cell phone, laptop. Podcast, you know, just um, you know, iTunes, all types of stuff. So um, that means if you have those things, you're you're blessed. You you've got a cell phone bill, and I think a lot of times we take stuff for granted. So just think about that. So uh, man, but yeah, shout out to some of our international listeners from uh, Nigeria and uh, Japan, um, the Virgin Islands, Bahamas. Shout out to everybody listening all over. We we really appreciate the love. Um, from over the last uh, ten or so years, uh, what else is going on out here? A lot of lot of things going on. Speaking of which, and this and this is good. Like I said, man, it's gonna be a, a shorter show, a more laid back show. I, th- I felt like I was at an auction sometime uh, somewhere on uh, the last few shows. Like I was talking, I felt like I was talking fast, just because even though it was a, you know, each of those shows was a three hour show. As you saw, you know we we used up every bit of it, you know, and I still didn't get a chance to cover everything I wanted to we We're not gonna have that problem tonight, so I feel like i can I can you know relax and just take my time and talk about how we want to talk and you know spend some time on some issues that we don't we may not necessarily get to talk about um you know every night so uh, which is good um but yeah, one of the things i i in fact, this is one of the ones that I wanted to talk about. On our very last show, which was recently Ricky Smiley was discussing uh, Greek life, you know, um, pledging the whole pledging versus hazing discussion. Now, many of you may know Ricky Smiley is a Q and, um, you know, he, he, you know, represents his fraternity and often discusses Greek life and, um, you know, what it was then versus what it is now. And he was, I forget how it came up, but he was talking about it and someone mentioned hazing and you know just he was saying that you know it's kind of it's it's horrible how it's gotten you know you see people in the hospitals you know from being you know getting stroked, you know paddle with the uh, the wood the wood um you know broken legs broken bones you know people drowning and all types of stuff you know you hear the horror stories and he was just saying that you know if that's something that you do it's very irresponsible towards the fraternity um, on a national level, because, you know, things like lawsuits and – but just, you know, just immaturity, and you know, and that whole, you know, just being irresponsible – um, now, obviously, Courtney is in a sorority. I'm in a fraternity, I, and I, so I wanted to take this as an opportunity to talk about it. You know, we we've talked about it in the past. We've done entire shows on Greek life, and so this is not the first time you guys have heard me talk about it. But it's the first time in a while that you you've heard me talk about it. I know a lot of non Greeks, non you know people who haven't pledged aren't really into that. I know that they do have some, you know, some questions, maybe some uh, common misconceptions you know is it of God is it of the devil is it you know different things um you know why do you got to be beat to call somebody your your brother your sister and you know so i wanted to just spend a few minutes tonight since we do have some time to to talk about it maybe you know i have some specific questions that were asked of me um to to touch on tonight just people who are in the church but not really you know not really feeling the whole Fraternity and sorority thing. What's your, you know, as a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, Incorporated, Courtney? What are your thoughts on sororities and specifically Ricky Smiley's views on, you know, hazing?
1: I um I had a chance to to you know hear what he had to say um, about it, and you know there are chapters just across the. Globe um, that are notorious For those stories as he was talking about Where you have those incidents Um, And I think it's left a a bad taste in a lot Of people's mouths unfortunately because Of those incidents a lot of People think that that is Representative of all You know um, all black Greek Letter organizations and that's not true Um, What I can say About it you know as far As pledging It should always be um, A lesson learned you should. it's supposed to be a purpose behind it, and it usually is for the most part. Um, and so there's, there's a reason that you're going through the process. And, um, you know, it makes you a better person. It should make you a better person. And so, you know, if I, I, I say to those people that are, you know, interested, I say definitely do your research. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to join this because, you know, I think they're like this. Definitely do your research. Um, you know, get to know those people. I mean, it, it makes a big difference, but I, I, I don't regret my decision at all. Like, pledging Beta Phi Beta was, like, the best thing, one of the best things that I've done, like, in my life. And so, um, yeah, I, I just I encourage people to do their research and just really get to know know the organization, know the people in the organization before you make a judgment.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that 100%. Um, and this is what I say about it. I mean, the thing. First of all, and I'm someone who keeps it real. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not politically correct. I'm not into the whole politics thing. Or I'm gonna say this in this circle, or say that in that circle. I keep it real. Anyone who knows me knows that. That's something I will always be is real. I'm not gonna front. I'm not going to sit here and act a certain way. Oh, yeah, we do a Christian show. Yeah, we have a Christian group or whatever. So in in, in that group, I'm going to act this way. But, you know, nothing crazy like that. I wear my letters. I serve the community, do a lot of community service. Those of you who follow me on social media see that I'm very proud of my fraternity and the things that we we do and the things that I've done since the fall of 99, summer of 99, you know what I mean? So um, understand that. Now, you know all that said, I will say that. Well, I say I may mean, say a few things as far as what Ricky Smiley was was saying. I, I agree with a lot of what he was saying because we, there are a lot of people now as well as back then who they're immature. You know, they get drunk, they get high, they're looking for a good time. They're not used. They're not there to you know, give any type of knowledge or help a brother. They're literally there to have some fun by inflicting pain and injury, you know, and fear on people trying to make it into a fraternity or sorority. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know what I mean? That's what often goes on uh, on those types of nights. That's not how it should be. That's not what pledging was designed. I think one of the things people have to realize is those of you who may not be as familiar I can only speak on them. our fraternity, my fraternity. You know, we have a lot of history that stretches back to, back to slave times. You know what I'm saying? Um, back in Africa, um, there, are, there were rites of passage that, that people went through um, in order to get into a, you know, cross a certain, into a certain level of a tribe. You know, and my family, you know, being very Afrocentric, I know about a lot of those rituals. And so uh, uh, there are a number of of pieces of some of those rites of passage that fraternities as a whole incorporate into their pledge process. So it's designed, uh, and again, how it's designed, not necessarily how it always is, but how it's designed. And with anything, you know, you're going to have a design, but then you're going to have people who, just like their police officers, police officers are good, but then you have certain police officers who are bad and who step outside of their their duty. You see what I'm saying? Just like so, the attorneys are not bad per se, but there are people who take certain things in, to a, a, a an, an unnecessary level. But you know the the process itself is designed to literally take you from a physical, mental, and even spiritual level, take you down to your lowest point and build you back up so that you're stronger. You know what I'm saying? And so and, and if you notice, you know, you don't hear too many people who are active in their fraternities, active in their sororities, you know, speaking negatively about their pledge process. You really don't. You know, just like Courtney said, you know, just like I, I'm saying, I mean, I and believe me, I pledge. This is no, you know, we let's just go away. We'll pay some money. We'll sign on a dotted line. And no, no, I actually pledged. Pledging for me was literally the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life. But looking, I mean, literally, it was. Uh, and I've been through some stuff. You know, I can say that honestly, and I'm gonna keep it honest with y'all. I I am a better person as a result of it. I am. I can promise you. I am. I got closer to God when I was online than. I ever had like that was for me a major catalyst to where I am spiritually today you know i and you know anyone who's pledged you know or, and knows God knows that you relied on God during that time so it's not anything it's weird you hear people saying things well you know it can't be of God you know this and that I mean I'm telling you straight up I got closer to God as a result of going through what I did and so um and even you know beyond that so i think what we got to do is you know what courtney said is really research greek life as a whole and make a decision is it for you you know make a decision is it for you because it's not for everybody you see what i'm saying a lot of people if if it it, you know it's not even in your heart to want to do and so you try to do it and then it leaves, you know, you fail and then it leaves a negative taste in your mouth, but that's probably because it wasn't for you to begin with. But if something's literally for you, you got to research that. You got to make that decision and, and, and do it. Now, that all that said, see, the, and this is even funny that we're even talking about this because, you know, and this is not just us as Phi Beta Sigma, but all fraternities, all sororities literally put in thousands and thousands of hours of community service annually, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking about just me personally, how many hours, in addition to everything you guys see me doing. I don't even publicize a lot of stuff that I do in the community with the fraternity. Like, you know, I mean, you may see a picture posted here and there, but I'm, you know, very active. Like, we do stuff almost, in some capacity just about every every week. And so, um, you know, you you got to just – understand that the pledge process is a very, 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 very small piece of a very large puzzle. You know, what I'm, you see what I'm saying? It's a very small piece. I mean, we're talking about, on average, five or six weeks out of the rest of your life, you know, compared to the rest of your life. So, I mean, it's and, but yet you hear when people talk about fraternities and sororities, that's what they focus on is that, tiny, tiny piece of the puzzle, which is five, f- literally a month compared to years, compared to thousands of hours of community service, you know, I mean, we, we're, you know, we're doing a scholarship, uh, you know, for youth right now, we did a clothing drive, we do the March for Babies every uh, every year, March of Dimes, I mean, so it's just so much stuff, sleeping out for the homeless, feeding the homeless, um, so... That's my thoughts on it, but yes, definitely. There's tons of examples of, you know, hazing and lawsuits that absolutely have no place, in in, in Greek life at all. Um, somebody said, "Well, can you touch somebody?" Just inboxed me just now. Can you touch on the spiritual side of it? I mean, I, I, I kind of did, but you know, um, I mean, I don't. I don't know what people want me to say. It's it's not. Um, it, I'll, I'll say this: Everyone has a walk to, to walk. You know what I mean. You have you've got your own spiritual walk. You know, if for any reason, you know, and, and this isn't just with pledging or fraternity and sorority life, if you feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean, or if you feel something is is hindering your relationship with God, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a fraternity, a boyfriend, girlfriend, a school, music you need to eliminate it from your life, period. You know what I mean? Period. You know, so I, I've seen the Internet stuff, people on the Internet saying, you know, I used to be a member of this, I, mean, I used to be a member of that, you know, so I, I renounced my letters and, you know, it's, it wasn't of God. Bible says you shouldn't take any oaths and this and that. I said, well, you know, I said, then that's how, then, then pledging isn't for you, that's not, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to say. Like, you got to make your own decision. Because if you look at someone else and judge the decision that they choose to make, at that point, then that's when you're judging that individual. They have their own walk to walk. They have their own decision to make. You know, like I said, God knows all of our hearts. If you're good with God, then you're good with God. If, if, if there's something that's making you not good with God, then you need to walk away. And, and I, some people feel differently, but I know people who've walked away. And who are not active, or who who have renounced their letters. So, excuse me, denounced their letters. So it's like, hey, I respect you. I know people who were who started pledging with me and and didn't finish the process. Hey, it just wasn't for you. I don't have any animosity. I mean, that's my thought. What about I me mean, from a spiritual standpoint? I mean, I don't. Hopefully, that answers your question. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything to say. Like, I'm good with God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm okay. If if anyone is not okay. Then you got to do what you got to do to be okay with God. I mean, you know what I mean. I can't make that decision for you. How do you feel though?
1: Um, just to um piggyback off of that, the question, you know, the spiritual aspect. You know, when I pledged, it was already known that, and it was told to me, like, you know, we are a Christian-based organization. So I knew going into it that, you know. Um, it, it it was a lot of aspects, and I'm not gonna go into detail, of course, but of the press of my process um, was spiritual, and so and also even after you know I crossed over and I became a zeta, you know we we always kept God first. We went to church together, we prayed together. So a lot of people have misconceptions, you know, to think like you know you just throw God away and you just take all of these oaths and. That was never – that wasn't my experience at all. And, um, you know, and I want to address another misconception, and uh, you touched on it a little bit. You are saying just about the, you know, community service aspect of it. You know, there's more to Greek life than, you know, people think hazing, and then they think you party all the time. What people don't know is that, first and foremost, it's a business. And people look at it like, well, what do you mean it's a business? It's a business. And so it's operated and run like a business. So you have to look at it that way. And there are multiple pieces to the puzzle, as you you know were talking about earlier.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you said, I mean, you just got to look at it for what you, how you want to look at it. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and again, if it's not something that you're okay with, then you got to do what you got to do. All right. Let's keep it moving though. So hopefully, you know, like I said, you guys can call in or feel free definitely to send me additional questions or, you know, we've talked about this online, we've talked about it on the show. I mean, you know, a lot of, it's it's always, like I said, it's usually people who are who are opposed to it two things. They're either outside of that. You know, someone just Oh, someone's inboxing right now. Said, "Well, what about the what about the rituals? What about the um, you know, the the secrecy of it?" I mean, like I said, it's Listen, guys. Any any organization is going to be private, you know, unless you're a part of that particular organization. You know what I mean? And that's just what it is. And that's if you don't if you want to know what goes on behind closed doors, then you've got to be a part of it. If you if you don't want to be a part of it, but you want to know what's on behind closed doors, I don't know what to tell you. So you just got to make a decision, and um, and that's just what it is. Um, what else? Uh, speaking of which, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the, in the church. You know, let me just say, before we move on to that, though, whether it's fraternities, whether it's other stuff, you know, I'm seeing even stuff with, that's going on in the government, you know, the pushing of the gay agenda, the transgender agenda. There's so much stuff, and it's, it's, it's indicative of people's lack of faith in God, people turning away from God and looking for opportunities to make a mockery of God, to argue about God, to debate about God. You ever meet people they just looking for they're looking for a debate, they're looking to draw you in and, and it's just like, yeah. yo, well what about pledging? Well you're in a fraternity. What how are you in a fraternity and you and you, you say you love God. It's like, whoa, I'm good. Like I'm okay. Like we don't have to debate. And be be aware of people of uh beware. Because There's people out here who are negative. And when people are negative they're looking for people to try to make themselves make negative with them, and I don't fall for those traps. I'm like, oh, you don't like pledging? You you think that that's wrong? Fraternity's wrong? Okay, cool. That's not for you then. What's up though? How how's your day going? We could we <laughs> that's not for you. We could talk about something else. What you think about the Cavaliers game? You know what I mean? No, nah, but what about that fraternity? Like what what about it?
1: <laughs> you
2: know
0: what I mean? There's nothing to talk about. So, but just like I said, they're out there. You know, well, what about what about? So you, I guess you don't eat pork, then, huh? Oh, I guess you don't this and that. Like going into stuff from the Old Testament, and oh, you you think it's okay to have slaves? I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it's crazy, and I don't even get into those conversations. So now it's one thing that for people to, you know, approach you from a from a wanting to learn standpoint, but then people who just looking to argue and debate because they themselves are negative. Today. So, now speaking of now, all that said, there's a new show coming out. Now, you know, we did a whole show. In fact, one of our better shows, now that I think about it, a very classic, all time classic show was our special on Preachers of LA. How many of you guys out there remember that show? It was like, you know, we, we're right there with our finger on the pulse of everything, if you guys haven't noticed. Anything that happens and has happened over the years, you know, whether it's a major TV show premiere or a major movie or a controversial movie, you know we're right there to talk about it and you know that's just no you know nothing different um preachers of LA that's why anything you want to know google it and type my name in next to it and whatever you want to know there's going to be a show that comes up on it just try it out it's amazing you know we've done over 2000 shows you know what i saying? so there's going to be something um there that is going to come up if you want to hear us discuss it from a biblical standpoint and preachers of LA was one of those things um there's a new show every day i haven't seen it uh, I don't even know if it's out yet, but what is it called? Preachers, Courtney?
1: Yes. I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know if it's out yet either, but I, I saw a clip, it must be. Um, but it has uh Pastor Jamal Bryant. I think a lot of you are familiar with him or you you've seen him before, but um he's one of the preachers. It's like a panel. It's kind of it has um, you know, the format of, you know, the view, the talk, but it's, you know, men. Preachers, And, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, this is going to be great because finally we get a biblical perspective on TV. We get preachers, you know, really breaking it down. But I'm looking at it like, you know, if it's on, you know, uh, mainstream, you know, it's going to fit whatever agenda they want them to. So you can't expect it to be sound biblical truth. It's going to be watered down. There are going to be a lot of jokes. There are going to be things specifically to make a mockery of the church and of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing about it. I mean, I I hear that. I mean, I'm I don't know what it's going to be. You know what I mean? I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? I can we can talk about it. We can, you know, do our Miss Cleo or whatever. But like, I don't, (laughs) I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I have been surprised at certain things. And I know that a lot of people, they, they, you know, some, like you said, some people are excited about it. Some people are saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna watch it because it's not, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say necessarily that I'll continue watching it, but I'm not, and never have been, never will be, whether it's movies, TV, music. I'm not gonna talk about something or just automatically say what something is gonna be before it, before I even personally watch it. Like it's amazing. I'd be like, I know people who're like, "Oh, yo." You know, uh, like even that's why we did the whole Preachers of LA show. And I told y'all then, I'm like, I'm not even gonna talk about this because I haven't seen it yet. Just like this show, I'm not gonna even talk about it because I haven't seen it. Anything you guys hear me talk about here on this show is because I've seen it personally. You know, I have an opinion on it. You're Like Donald Trump, like I, there, I know people who have such an opinion on him haven't watched one debate, haven't seen one full interview. Can't tell you anything about his platform, but have this opinion. I'm like, well, what are you basing that off of? So, um, you know, but yeah, definitely check out the special we did on Preachers of L.A. because I suspect where it'll be a lot of the same points made. Um, like Courtney said, though, I agree with that, a lot of it. There's going to be stuff. You know, there's going to be certain hand signals thrown up. That's, you know, that's the irony. It's You're always going to see that whether it's gospel music, whether it's the preachers of L.A., whether it's, you know, these people have been initiated, they've been put in positions. Now, yeah, you know, see, what people have to understand, guys, is the gospel music industry is being pimped out and has been for quite some time now. When Kirk Franklin hit, prior to Kirk Franklin, gospel music had been something that was more um, just done specifically for the love of God you know but now it's it's done from a financial standpoint because prior to Kirk Franklin no gospel artist had gone platinum you understand that so you know you you didn't see gospel music at the top of the charts you didn't see music videos you know like on the same stations that Michael Jackson would perform on or whatever like that so you know when Kirk Franklin came out he changed the industry and the people calling the shots at Universal, at Columbia, Warner Brothers, you know, all these, the major labels, they said, whoa, hold on. If we come out with someone or put someone out, give someone a platform that can bridge the gap between old people and young people, spiritual people versus street people, we can we can make some money. We can give them the best of both worlds. We can sell some records. We can make billions of dollars. So ever since then, You've seen people like um, Dietrich Haddon. You've seen people like Mary Mary. You know, it's become more commercial. Oh, let's give her a nationally syndicated, you know, radio show. Let's, you know, let's make and you know, imagine all the advertising dollars we can make. You know, look at what Yolanda Adams has done. Let's, you know, take that and, and water it down with with someone younger and more in tune with. You know, with the the younger generation, we can reach those people, and we can make this a, a a a very much so necessary blend of, you know, world versus you know spiritual, you know, world versus the word. So a little bit of Bible in there, but not too much to offend the corporate sponsors who have this worldly agenda. But you know, we just we won't we won't shove it down their throats. It'll be the perfect mixture, and that's what they're doing, guys. It's all commercialized. And and so they're pimping out gospel music. They're only giving us just enough so that they can make money. You always got to follow the money. It's nothing. Listen, nothing is ever done nowadays from a a a, you know national or international level where there's not millions and billions of dollars involved. Okay, you're not going to ever see someone on TV on a national level or, or in radio on a national level unless there's corporate sponsors involved and there's millions of dollars involved and so when you when you have millions of dollars involved in being pushed into you by certain individuals you really got to ask yourself what's the purpose how is this furthering their agenda and then when you when you understand how the business works when you understand how music works how entertainment as a whole work works what is the agenda being what's the message being pushed then you got to ask yourself, well, how are they furthering this agenda? And with whether it's Kirk Franklin, whether it's Mary Mary, whether it's you know whoever that's successful now on an international level, the answer to that question will be very much so apparent. You know, what I mean, if if you know what to look for, and so you know, you look at you know was it uh, Kiki uh, Kiki uh, Shepherd, is that her name, you know, Kiera Sher- Shepherd or whatever, had the reality show or Sheared. Excuse me. Sheared. Um, Yeah, sheared, um, You know, she had the 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 BET reality show, and it was amazing. You see her every five seconds throwing up six six sixes, you know, hand signs and all types of crazy. It's like you thinking she was freaking the Muppets or something. All type, doing sign language or whatever. It's like gang signs throwing up. I'm like, whoa, what's all this? You know what I mean? I mean, anyone who saw it saw. I mean, you know, it's blatant, blatant, you know, right in front of your face. So, you know, you just gotta watch it understand it but yeah so there's that but yeah like I said I'm gonna watch it I'll check it out you know what I mean I'll check it out and we'll talk about it and that'll be that. but I'm not gonna spend you know oh my god I'm not watching that it's gonna be x y and z who who knows it may be positive you know what I'm saying it might be positive in fact there were a lot like we said on the show there were a lot of positive aspects about Preachers of LA and I stopped watching it I didn't watch Preachers of Detroit I didn't I think me and my wife watched maybe maybe two seasons of Preachers of LA. I've probably just one, but I believe started it, we gave up on. You know, but you know, I saw a lot of positive things. Now, yeah, I saw some stupid stuff, but you know, I uh, you know, where else are you going to see people praying and getting healed, you know, on national TV? Like, you know, you're not going to see that. So, I you know, you kind of got to take what you you're going to take from it. You know, so it is what it is, man You want real gospel You want real information From a biblical standpoint You listen to this show If you want to hear somebody keep it real You're not going to hear realness On anywhere on an international Or national level I mean, You can get that out of your mind You know what I mean, if that's what you're looking for You're in the wrong place You know, you're only going to hear realness You know, quote unquote Underground You know what I mean so yeah, what else is going on out here in the world, man? What's up with your boy, Doctor Umar Johnson, Courtney? Somebody said, can you touch on him? Umar, you you followed him. Uh, he he came out recently with an interview. A lot of people were talking about where he was discussing homosexuality and and the fact that it's a it's a sickness, it's a disease, it's something that people are manipulated into and and uh, get into as a result of uh, abuse and um, mental in- confusion and instability, uh, words that he often throws around. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I agree with that. Um, a lot of people try to make it seem like, oh, you know, it's something that you're born with or, you know, you're born this way, and not realizing that there are things specifically that happen to, um, you know, a lot of um, people that are homosexual, whether it's, you know, childhood abuse, a lot of a lot of them were molested um, by someone of the same sex, and, you know, it's affected them ever since. Uh, a lot of them have a lot of things that they deal with. A lot of it is just, um, in my opinion, you know, spiritual warfare. Um, it, it's, you know, different different things. Like like we always talk about believing in the lies of the enemy. You know, it's different things that play a role in it. And, um, you know, people want to be in denial about it, but I feel like people i think the truth should come out um and I'm glad he touched on that
0: yeah, I think that <clears throat> i mean i i think he's he said he does say a lot, but unfortunately, he is just scratching the surface just because of his lack of a a spiritual Christian foundation, you know because this, this is a, a a spiritual issue. You know, homosexuality is a sin. Um, it is a um, a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. You know, if you look at the Old Testament, you look at things like Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, it's absolutely, you know, a, a spirit that people are partake, partaking in. And, it, you know, once it has you, it, it will ultimately have a, um, first it starts as a mental, you know, thing. Just like all sin does. Sin starts in the mind. You know, you 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 know how it goes. You think about having sex with somebody, but you you first think about it, you know, and then you, you know you you plot, and then you take that plot and put it into make it a reality. Well, homosexuality is is just the same type of sin. It's just a different type of sin. You know, it's the same concept, um, different act. You um you know you think about it a lot. you know you've hear heard people say, well you know I've had homosexual thoughts. I just had thoughts. The next thing you know is you experimented. Next thing you know, you, you engaged in the whole lifestyle, but maybe it was on the DL. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're just a, a full-blown homosexual. And, you know, it's just all types of stuff. But, again, it's it's a sin. It's a thought. It's a spirit. And so that's, that's what it is. Um, but, you know, obviously Dr. Johnson is not a Christian, so he's not coming at it from that standpoint. He's just approaching it from a... Um, a psychological standpoint, a historical standpoint. It's, you know, okay, someone was, you know, molested or they're confused in some way. And, and in many cases, they're absolutely confused. In many cases, they absolutely were molested or abused in some way. There's, you know, one one thing I really agree with that he said was um, the fact that, you know, a lot of, the, you know, the black churches sweep it under the rug. A lot of these uh, black entertainers sweep it under the rug because it often means that they have to take a look at, you know, Uncle Tyrone who touched you inappropriately. And that would mean, you know, excommunicating him from the family, doing, you know, actually confronting the sin in your own family that you've covered up for so many years. And so for many, it's, it's better to embrace Obama's. You know, love for homosexuals rather than look internally at the own, your own homosexuals on the DL in your own family, your uncles, your aunts. Because, I mean, you know, I've personally counseled hundreds of molestation victims. That's just me personally. Women, young women who are now older women, middle-aged women who've been touched, inappropriately fondled, um, raped. You know, me personally, I can't tell you how many people I've actually counseled who've been molested and abused. So just imagine what what these numbers are like in the black community on a national level. So, I mean, we, it's a major, major, major problem that churches are not addressing, that the news, the media are not addressing. Uh, suicide is, you know, is very high in the black community, specifically amongst African-American women. You know, for the same reason, you know, D L this it's just getting worse. I mean we were one of the first shows in the country to interview uh uh what's his name? Um JL King. You know what I'm saying? The uh the author of On the Download. I mean he was on Oprah, you know, and then like literally a couple weeks later, maybe even a month later, he was on our show. You know what I'm saying? We were we so we that was a monumental, groundbreaking interview, one of the first in the entire country to even cover the whole phenomenon if that's even the right word to use of the this DL movement. And so um that's when people that's when people realize like whoa, this Day Don dude, he ain't he ain't playing around. He's he's keeping it real and so that was like one of our very first interviews. I you know ch- check it out online. But yeah, man, is and he kept it real. He talked about the pastors that he knows that are on the DL, the doctors, the lawyers, the the, the influential people that you know he slept with that he knew knows that are actually on the DL. So it was crazy, man. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's my thoughts on him. I mean I now anyone who knows me knows I, there's not a lot that Doctor Umar Johnson and myself agree on. Um, I think a lot of the stuff he says is absolutely ridiculous. Some things that he says from a cultural standpoint I can somewhat agree with, but he said t- he said too many things that are just completely outlandish. And 100% contradictory to the word of God For me to be able to support him But um, on this subject uh, I, I will say that he made some some good Like I'm I'm not a hater at all You know what I mean Whether it's Steve Harvey Whether it's Umar Johnson I mean you know I'll give credit where credit is due You know I You guys know who I am And what I bring to the table I have no reason to hate on anybody So you know I'm not a You know I won't hate on somebody oh, you know, I don't like him Just to not like him No If you say something that's positive I'll acknowledge it you know, if you say something I disagree with, I'll you know I'll discuss that as well. So um so there's that, Dr. Johnson. <laughs> I my my only question is, like I said, I'm not a hater. He's made some good points. I just wonder where's his mustache, Courtney? Like what what I mean? That's that's a totally unrelated thing. But what's up with men wearing beards with no mustache? I mean what I mean is that sexy to you as a woman, Courtney? Like you. Is that someone you that makes you want to lay down with them when you see someone with a full beard with no mustache? <laughs> what is that?
2: Like, I, no part I, of me...
0: Uh-huh. Like, I'm just saying real quick. What, like, no part of me, when I go to, the you know, with my, my trimmer, when I shape up my beard, do I say, you know what? I'm just going to shave my mustache off today. Now, I'm going to keep the beard. I'm gonna just going to shave the mustache. Like, what the heck is that? What kind of style is that? I don't know because I
1: thought they went hand in hand. They're supposed to go together.
0: Like, They're supposed to, right?
1: Yeah, I don't he get said, it.
0: He said, nah. He's like, you know what? I think this will look nice. This will look hot with no mustache, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, and women be on it, too. Women, yo, boy, I ain't going to put nobody out there. <laughs> but I know a lot of women who who be lusting. I mean, that, that you, you know, we talk about the bottom side, The Dr. Umar Johnson is a direct recipient, a direct, excuse me, mental recipient uh, of the bottom sock drawer, action. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just leave it leave it like that. But you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, man. Hopefully he'll grow back the uh, grow back the mustache. But um what's you know, we, like I, I mentioned earlier, this whole uh, we touched on the transgender thing, man. And I have a funny story about that because you know I get it. You know, like we all nobody knows. You know, a lot of times, like, I can't tell the difference sometimes. People be lying in front, like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a man. I don't, I don't be knowing. Like, back in the day, we used to drive down Broad Street. Broad Street is a major street in Philly. Back in the day, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, summer, summertime, Broad Street was just packed. People posted up, you drive down Broad, you know, pulling you know, women over in the car. It's like, yo, yo, come here real quick. You know, pull over, pull over. You get out. Talk to them, end up at a diner, end up back at the crib, or whatever, so we used to do a lot of that, but one time we we pulled up on these these women they were walking, it was like, Oh man, yo, yo you know, we did a philly the year,, yep. you know that whole thing, like yo they they stopped, like what's up, and my homie was like, yo, yo yo, I think yo, those are dudes, yo, oh those ain't dudes, man whatever yo, yo, come here, come here, see how yo sis, come here, so you know, like, no, yo, they dudes, yo, they dudes, I'm like I no, ain't dudes. We got up one. I was like, oh snap, they dudes, yo, pull off. So we rolled down, but it was like, yo, you don't. <laughs> that was crazy. That was like one of the funniest. Like we were all just laughing hysterically. But yeah, man. So that was that's my first and only <laughs> transgender experience, <laughs> and that was that. See, see, I'm not with all the politically correct crap. I don't care about what Obama says. I don't care about what the media says. I don't care about, you know, oh, you got to be sensitive and inclusive. I'm old school. I'm how things should be. That's not natural. It's not okay. It's nothing cool. It's nothing sexy. It's ridiculous. You got men dressing like women, women dressing like men. It's ridiculous. You see what I'm saying? Back in the day, you got made fun of. That type of stuff. Back in the day, if you pulled up on some transgenders, you were embarrassed. You got made fun of. You know what I mean? Like you got clowned. Oh, yo, you you try to crack on some dudes. Like, okay, I'll take that. But now it's just like you got to be sensitive. I don't have to be sensitive. Jesus Christ wasn't sensitive to sin. And, you know what I mean? And we and that's what it is. You know, yes, you you can love the individual, but don't for a second think you have to love the act the act, you know, in the in the actual sin. It's ridiculous. And I just look at the I look at these weirdos on social media. See people want to look at us like we're weird. People say you're you're a bigot. You're homophobic. Like what? Homophobic? No, I told y'all before I'm godophobic. You understand that? It's not about being afraid of homosexuals or this and that. No, it's I'm putting God on a pedestal and anything that contradicts his word you know, that's that's the side I'm riding for. I don't care what these weirdos on social media are doing. These weirdos in Congress passing laws and, you know, these these DL dudes in the entertainment and there's these music executives that are pushing this agenda. That's what it all is. And you know, they're trying to make us like them. Before it was, you know, it was them living in their own little bubble. They said, no, nah, we're, we're tired of living in this, this little gay bubble. We're going to make the whole world gay. I mean, I know that's what's happening, right? They want to make the people who support God the minority, whereas before homosexuals—that's why there was a DL community, right? That's the whole point of it being on the DL because the majority of people didn't accept that crap. So now the you know the the, the government, the the entertainment industry executives—they're now saying we're going to switch it. Y'all want change? We're going to change it. Y'all know? I mean, just y'all know that's what. Obama meant by change right I hope Y'all didn't think it was about nothing else You know I mean just really Think about it really just Think about it for a quick second I don't want to take all day with this but really think About that was this whole movement Change so take Look from this point now Rewind back the Last eight years What the heck Has really changed Other than the, the worldwide acceptance Of gays and homosexuals I'll wait Let me know What change have we really seen Because you know you know darn well homosexuality And gayness and transgender Was not at all Accepted the way it is today eight, eight years ago Y'all know that right I just want everyone to know that So that's literally the only major thing that's changed for, Am I
1: lying Courtney no, it's just, it's gotten, it's been the gayest that it's ever been Even like, remember the the show that we did on um the Super Bowl And we were talking about how gay it was Like, you know, the crowd had like uh, rainbow colored flags And different colors, all that stuff It was just, everything is ridiculous now
0: Oh, yeah, definitely So, I mean, you know, that, that's what's going on Um you know, and under, just want people to understand what it what it really is. One of the things that you're going to start seeing even more of, and in fact, they're they're popping up all over the news. You're going to start seeing a lot more, um, you know, weirdos. You know, people. You know, peeping toms. You know, people dressing up as women. You know, molesting little kids, little girls. Follow, you know, literally, because that, that's nowadays. It's 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 really sad. Because that, you're opening the, the the door for so much stuff. You know, now literally people can dress up, put a dress on, and say, I, you know, I identify as a man, excuse me, as a woman. I'm a man who identifies as a woman, so I'm going into the woman's bathroom. According to that, you know, whether they want to put a wig on or not, I know I wouldn't feel comfortable sending my daughter into the bathroom, and she'll be fine. I don't... Oh yeah, I'll wait out here for you. No, I'm not. That's what we have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just gonna say, hopefully, hopefully nothing like that ever happens. Because y'all might see me on the news. You know what I mean? Y'all might see me turning into George Zimmerman or something at that point. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's weirdos out here, and that's and you can really thank the government, thank Obama, thank the government. For pushing these ridiculous laws to this whole i mean the fact that it's even a question about what bathroom these people these freaks should use is crazy, so I mean I don't know it's crazy, man, but whatever um what else is going on out here in the uh in the world man speaking of George Zimmerman, I mean what's, we talked about it a little bit last time uh, last week, you know he was trying to they, they say he auctioned off. This gun. Now all of a sudden they say that the gun was sold. Like I said, told y'all last week. You know, like I said, I don't. I'm not gonna say I believe it. I'm not gonna say I don't believe it. I'm just gonna say that, you know, don't believe everything that you see on TV. You know what I mean? Don't don't automatically assume that, you know, just because someone tells you, oh yeah, the gun that killed Trayvon Martin was auctioned off for a hundred. And $80,000. Like, oh, okay. Oh, cool. Or, or, you know, oh, damn, that's a shame. Okay. And just believe, people just believe stuff and don't even question anything. And I'm just looking like, why? I mean, like, what's the reason you believe that? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just asking. Especially, especially if you understand the goal of, of, of what they're trying to do from a distraction standpoint. You know, from a racial standpoint, you know, there, if you guys, you guys ever noticed, there's always something in the news. And I wish so many, I wish more people understood the media and how it works. But again, I'm not to give you guys a whole lesson. But again, my major was communication, my minor was journalism, so I studied all this stuff for years now and being in the me- in the actual media for, for over 10 years now just seeing it firsthand their ratings bring in advertising dollars okay the high the higher your ratings are the more money you can command for advertising dollars we're talking about billions of dollars 30 second commercials i mean just me personally I used to get you know two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars per commercial on this show. Like you guys go back to the archives, any com, any business or you know that you guys ever heard here on this show, they paid money for that stuff. So just that's just me, and I'm on a smaller level. So just imagine the type of money people are paying, you know NBC, CBS. You understand that? So again, if you're you know CNN. How do you keep people tuned in to a certain extent? you know what I'm saying to 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 be able to charge is the highest amount of money possible? Well, you've all, there always has to be you know what I mean a major story. There always has to be some controversy. I mean again, we talked about it last week. Look at what they're doing with Donald Trump. I mean, you know he's obviously a a popular figure, so they're they're now going back. You know what I mean? Years and years and years to dig stuff up. and create, uh, the New, Look at the New York Times. I posted on Facebook the other day. I said, you know, if anybody's uh, watching CNN right now, you know, you know that the, the lies are, are, you know, you're seeing it firsthand. They straight up made up a story, a blatant lie about Donald Trump, the New York Times. He's now suing them. It was blatantly reported that they were, it was false. It was a total lie. If you guys didn't hear about it, Um, they said that, you know, back in the day, there was this beauty contestant or whatever, this model, and she came over to a party Donald Trump had, and, you know, he he sexually harassed her, he exploited her, he tried to, you know, degraded her, you know, at this party or whatever, and, you know, they published this story saying all these negative things that he did to the woman. Well, CNN had an interview with the woman, and she's like, yo... He didn't. He, they said Donald. She said Donald Trump was a gentleman to me. She said the the New York Times story is completely false. She said I'm the woman. They they interviewed me. They took my words. They twisted them. And he was a complete gentleman. He never he. I wanted to go swimming. I didn't have a bathing suit. He had a bathing suit, so I tried it on. And he said something like, you know, yeah, this is a great body right here. She took that as a compliment. You know what I mean? But he let the media tell it initially. If people just, if she never came forward, the New York Times, one of the most influential newspapers in the in the world, would have blatantly slandered this man. But fortunately, she came through. And there's so many instances of the of media bias and media propaganda. You know, and so I just and I I pointed that out because I wanted people to see. But yeah, Donald Trump is now uh, is suing the New York Times. I mean, how crazy is that, Courtney?
1: That is crazy, and um a lot of us including myself sometimes, just get caught up in the the hype, you know the media hype, and um you know it makes us emotional and you know upset, and I'm glad we talk about this because when these things happen, when these stories come out, I have to constantly tell myself, okay, this is a distraction, or you know whatever the case may be, like instead of reacting negatively.
0: All right, guys. It's again. It's all about money. Look at the media. Whenever you notice, every time things slow down, another quote unquote tragedy happens, and that's the next thing that that you know dominates the news stories for the next couple of days, couple of weeks. Then things die down. Next thing you know, something else big happens. There's always something big going on. Now you can take that however you want to take it. You know, infer what you want to infer But, I mean, that that's, it's not a coincidence that that's how it is There's always a major story somewhere in the news When there's not, they create one You know what I mean? what they do? Things are kind of quieted down There hasn't been a primary in a few days Or hadn't been in a few weeks So what they do? They say, okay, Donald Trump's been feuding with Megyn Kelly over the last year So let's, let's have this interview Let's have Megyn Kelly versus Donald Trump And it's going to be this major one-on-one interview on Fox And they're going to go at it, and we're going to get all these. It's going to be everyone's going to tune in just to see them fight. Next thing you know, they're freaking kissing and making up. You know what I mean? Like it was. I watched it. It was like, okay, what you got? What do you guys friends now? They're flirting with each other. It's like no big deal, you know. But again, that was specifically done for ratings, for dollars. You know, It's, it's 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 what everyone does. So again, that's. How the media works, just so you guys understand that. All right. Um, and again, when you and when you subscribe to that way of life, it's a it's a pattern. And that's what, one of the reasons why why we can talk about what we want to talk about here on this show is because if you notice, we don't. This show is not funded by advertising dollars. It used to be, you know. But and because of that, we were kind of limited as far as what we could say and what we couldn't say. But now it's just like. I say what I want to say. So that's that's the great thing about it. Um, what else? What else is going on out here? Let's talk about some other things. Um, I found we're talking about the church earlier, and there are a few instances about the church that I wanted to discuss. Uh, the lottery winner, one of the winners of the Powerball, we had a pretty big discussion about this a few days ago over in the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. Uh, one of the winners of the Powerball Uh, made it known that she was going to tithe a large portion, or she was going to basically tithe 10% of the, the, I think, $400 million payout or whatever. Um, And, you know, some people felt a certain type of way about it. Some people said that was great. And so I just wanted to talk about it. I mean, it's not about judging her, but just, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, a lot of people expressed opinions. What were your thoughts, Courtney? How do you feel about that? Good, bad?
1: I felt like, I mean, if that's what she wanted to do, I, I I thought it was good. And the reason is, you know, as far as the mentality behind it, you know, wanting to give money, you know, to God the 10%. Um, but a couple of things I had an issue about was um, just the fact that she had to publicize it. Just, I'm just saying tithing in general, taking the lottery out of it. But – you know, when you tithe, is it necessary to say, you know, what you're giving because that's between you and God. And then <laughs> also um, it, it just makes me wonder because I hear it a lot. I wonder do people, lottery winners, just say that just to think, you know, to make themselves look good, but do they really, are they just saying it because it they, they think it makes them look good? So I don't know.
0: I, this is what I'm gonna say about it. I mean the, the thing about it is people do what they do, um you know, so I'm not gonna judge her i mean my my opinion on it, I mean would I do it no i would I would not do that you, you see what I'm saying, and I'll tell you why you know tithing is important, you know, obviously, but people are bringing God into things that God has no business in. You know, I mean, he doesn't. And, you know, there's another discussion which we'll talk about the whole strippers, you know, pr- praying, you know, which was one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever seen in my life. You know, hold, butt naked, holding hands, you know, in the strip cr- club praying. I mean, just complete, c- complete foolishness. One of the things people have to realize is this. Sin, okay, sin, the definition of sin is something or anything that separates you from God, right? That's what sin is. Any form of sin it separates you from God. So it's one hundred percent impossible to 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 be on one accord with God in the midst of unrepentant sin. It's a, it's a waste. You can't pray. You know, it's like praying for good sex. Oh, my gosh, God, let this sex be good because I want to marry him, but I don't want the sex to be bad. No, God is not going to even, not only is God not going to answer that prayer, he's not even going to hear the prayer. People aren't reading their Bibles. People have these, they have these fantasies of what they want the Bible to say instead of actually reading what the Bible says. God is nowhere in the midst of sin. Again, sin separates you from God. In case people didn't know, Gambling is a sin. I mean, obviously. I mean, let's. And, and the thing about it is you can always tell people who are living in a, a, a state of unrepentant sin, based on the debates and based on these comments, because people to to look at her negatively or say anything negatively about tithing, you know, the, the lottery would mean that people would have to take a, a an in depth look at their own sin. And, and, and a lot of people are living in an unrepentant state of sin, meaning they're not sorry for their sin. They, they on that that Beyonce syndrome. So, what is it? sorry? I ain't sorry. <laughs> sorry, I ain't sorry. <laughs> like that's what it is. Sorry, God, but <laughs> I ain't sorry. You know what I mean? That's that Beyonce stuff right there. Talked about that last week, which was probably one of the more important and informative shows we've ever done. Just so you know, last Friday's show on uh, Becky with the Good Hair. But um, you see what I'm saying? Either you're sorry or you're not. You can't go gamble once a week, once every couple of days. You know, Powerball comes out Wednesday and Saturday, so all right, every Wednesday and Saturday I'm gonna go buy these lottery tickets, and I'm gonna pray that God blesses me with 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 four hundred million dollars. Now, no now, did I play the lottery when it was the billion dollar payout? Oh, absolutely! You darn right I did. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all. You know, did I play it when it was 400 million? You darn right I did. Was I, but here's the thing was I 100% wrong for that? Yes, I was. I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all or make some type of ridiculous, you know, justification for not. Nah, I was wrong. You know, and anyone who judges me for that, shame on you. But I'm, I'm at least honest about it, like, yo, this is something I struggled with, this is something I did. You know, it is what it is. But if I win the lottery, you see what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna thank God for that, because God didn't give it to me. If, if, if anything, to be honest, that's of the devil. I mean, think about it. You don't go to gamble. You don't go to the the, the freaking casino and pray. Oh God, please let me hit blackjack. Come on, it's a fifty dollar bet, God. Come on, blackjack. Come on, I get the queen. Come on, queen. Come on. I mean, come on, uh, ace. Come on, come on, ace, ace. Don't waste it. Y'all know how y'all be. Don't waste it. Don't waste the ace, God. Come on, nah, that's, you hope for it, Keep it. let's keep it real. You hope for it, you hope you get black, but you don't pray for it, at least I hope you don't. That would be stupid. God is nowhere in the midst of the blackjack table. God is nowhere in the midst of the freaking Acme, you know, where you're buying your, 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 you know, your tickets. You know what I'm saying? So if you choose, I mean, hey, if that's what she chooses to do, hey, more power to her. But I just hope she's not, I mean, I, she does what she does. But from my opinion on it is, <laughs> you might as well keep it, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm just saying God is not anywhere in that in that equation. Now, that's not to say that she can't do some good with that money, and I hope she does. But we we make a habit of justifying sin by trying to include God after the fact. And that's the bet, the way, if you really want to include God, for real, for real, is to do what the Bible says is to flee temptation. Re, or excuse me, resist temptation, and the devil will flee. You know, the temptation in this situation is the temptation to buy the ticket. That's the temptation. And we were given the opportunity to flee. But how many people got to the line to purchase the ticket and they chose not to flee? Not only did they choose not to flee, they chose to empty their whole freaking bank account on Powerball tickets and make a million tickets, if we're, if we're being honest. So we just got to start keeping it real. Now, this whole stripper thing, now this is, come on, guys. The lottery thing was one thing. Like, that was ridiculous in and of itself. But the stripper thing, Courtney, did you see the picture of the, the strippers? Because I got a lot to say about that. You know, I got a lot to say about the, the stripper picture. What What's your thoughts on that? the 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 women praying in a circle what the, what the Bible say, when two or three are gathered, they I don't think, <laughs> I really don't think yeah. I don't think that's what God had in mind. You know, to, it didn't say when two or three strippers are gathered. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but what's your thoughts on it?
1: It's a hot mess. The first thing I thought was are they praying for a great performance? Like, I'm just like, what? Like, that That doesn't make sense. What they're doing is, is not of God. They're basically selling themselves, their bodies, to strangers. And so it doesn't make sense to pray because when you pray, you're asking God to cover you, you're asking God to bless you, you're thanking God. None of those things should apply in a situation where you are a stripper. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: I heard a lot of different things, you know, well, how do you know, you know, everyone's entitled to prayer, and everyone deserves a blessing, and how do you know what their walk is? I mean, I really want to pray for anyone who thinks that there's anything even remotely positive about that. I mean, seriously. It's almost as ridiculous as Kanye West calling himself a Christian, a follower of Christ, while calling himself Jesus. I mean, it's it's a mockery. It's literally it's blasphemy. A lot of people don't even know what blasphemy is. Blasphemy is the most the highest level of disrespect towards God possible. Okay? It's taking the word of God, it's taking biblical traditions and just saying, "You know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to twist it into something perverted." All right? Or taking something perverted and trying to twist it into something good, which we have in this case here. Now, let me just say this. I mean, first of all, let's talk about this, the the praying aspect of it. When you pray for something, you have to or you pray that for God to either it's one of two things: is God, I I want you to do something, you know, actively do something for me, or I want you to take something away from me. I want you to take away this desire. I I, I struggle with this, so I want you to, you know, heal me from from that. You know what I mean? So it's either that or God. I need you to do this for me. I need a blessing. So no matter which, it's and that's really what all prayers are to a certain extent. It's one of those two things. I need you to do something for me, or I'm sorry for something, or I want you to change something or whatever, take away this pain or or something to that effect. If you are actively in a state of sin in the strip club, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what are you? What category does that prayer fall into? You know, I mean, what literally? What are you praying for? You know, are you praying to have a good night? I mean, seriously, I mean, and I'm not being smart. I'm just asking because there were a lot of people who saw something positive there. You know, it's are you praying to make have a thousand dollar night? Are you praying for the for the club to be jumping? A lot of guys to pay. for 30 minutes with you For the champagne room I mean like what are you You know what I mean Are you praying to have a A a great performance And if you really rate a great performance It's how sexually aroused Do you make men So that they can throw their dollars And you know make it rain on you I mean is that what you're praying for You know or are you praying for God You know I really don't want to be here Uh, You know please give me a way out, well, well, there's the door, that's the way out, I mean, the door is right there, God will never cause you to, to sin, to remove you from a particular situation, there's always other ways to deal with that type of stuff, so um, no matter how you slice it, it's wrong, I mean, you're, you're butt naked praying to God, I mean, that. It, there's something seriously wrong, and now this is no disrespect, but there's seriously something wrong with anyone who doesn't see a problem with praying to God while you're butt naked in a thong. I mean, that's just that's just ludicrous. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: It's really crazy.
0: It's really laughable, and it, and it speaks directly to where you are spiritually as well as mentally, because there's something mentally wrong there. If you if you don't think there's a problem with you being butt naked. Nipples out, thong out, ass out, and you praying to God. <laughs> I mean, there's something seriously wrong with you. I don't care who I'm talking to. There's something mentally wrong with you if you see no problem with that. All right, that's so there's that. I've been waiting to talk about that for a little bit. Now, I think there's also something. There's, a, there's another piece of it. There's another piece of it. And that, that piece is that... You ha- And I don't mean this in a disrespectful or judgmental way, but I say this, and Courtney knows, you know, I, I, back in the day, was a strip club connoisseur, if you will. You know, I went to my first strip club, you know, probably when I was 16 or 17 years old. Ironically, um, that summer, strip club got raided. And I thank God, in, in retrospect, uh, for, this, uh, for this, for protection. Really, you know, angels watching over. I was in. We were all in a strip club. Whoever, if you're from Philly, it was um, the, uh, what was it, the Rump Cake, yeah, the the Rump Cake. You know, shout out to the Philly, everyone from Philly who knows old head Philly guys. You know, the Rump Cake was downtown. I forget where it was actually West Philly, I believe. But um, we're in it. You know, it was a hole in the wall spot, but a very popular hole in the wall spot. Freaking cops. Bust the door down, ran in there, get on the wall. And I I really, it's a blur. It's really a blur because people were getting arrested. You know, it's a shakedown. I mean, like, they rushed the whole place. And only by the grace of God did we not get arrested or or have to take, you know, be taken down to the police station or whatever. But the whole place got raided. You know, like I said, I really honestly don't remember. Like a blur, you know. And so, but we made it out of there. And, uh, but, yeah. So I mean that was like my one of my first experiences, and I, I want I just want people to understand two things. And this is because you know you hear a lot of these discussions had with um, with women, you know, women Christian women in the church who literally have never been to a strip club. A lot of men have never been to you know strip clubs like that, which is not a bad thing. But you can't expect to know what you don't know. You know, and I, and I know. <laughs> Like I, I could, you know, we've we've had in, the, in our ten-year history. You guys have heard some all-time classic shows with actual strippers. You know what I'm saying? Like we've 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 had guests. We've had anonymous guests. Some not anonymous who have literally broken down the 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 you know exotic dancing industry. So that to the point where there's no questions unanswered whatsoever. <clears throat> so if you have questions or don't understand, listen to some of these shows. They're very informative, if you really want to know. But I'll tell you straight up, there's two things. One, there's a major difference between, and this is very important, between a strip club and a gentleman's club, a gentleman's lounge. Okay, there's a, There are major differences there. Strip clubs are where you go with your, with your, with your sweatpants on. You know it's where you go with your ball shorts on that's where fellas go to get their you know their their freak on okay that's where your husband goes that's where your wife or your uh your your, your boyfriend goes okay those are like the hood spots okay um and and, and strippers there are all one hundred percent whores. and I don't mean that like in a a derogatory way i mean they're prostitutes. You see what I'm saying? Like they're all that's what the, if you're a stripper at a, a a dancer at a strip club, okay, where there's all where there's one hundred percent touching, where the women literally see let me just break it down for you. Come on, this is gonna be an informative show for you. If you go to a gentleman's club, right, that's where you can go as a corporate, you know, executive and just have a business dinner. You know, they're very upscale. They're very classy. The women on the poles, and you know, a lot of times aren't even naked. A lot of times you, they're just dancing. They're just A lot of times they're fully clothed. You know what I'm saying? They may or may not un- be, you know, be unclothed, um, at least not at first. So, you know, and they're not thirsty. It's like they do what they do on the stage. And then if you want to tip them, you can. You know what I'm saying? But you can literally just go in there and chill. Get something to eat, get a nice dinner, have a drink, and going about your business, and maybe not even notice the dancers. No one comes up to you, no one harasses you. You just kind of go. It's just like a restaurant, but just with with dancers. Those are the more upskilled gentlemen's club, okay. And and those women may, I mean, you know, they're they're strippers nonetheless, but they may or may not be whores per se, okay. May or they may a lot of these clubs you can't even touch the women. So you see what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of women who I've spoken to, they're literally doing that to to, to pay a certain bill, to do a certain – like they know they're not going to be touched. They know they're not going to be groped. They know they don't have to suck you off or, or have sex with you or whatever. like that. You don't have to sexually arouse you for them to get paid. Now, I'm not justifying that, but I'm just saying a stripper is a stripper, but in those instances you don't necessarily have to be a whore or a prostitute. Okay, that's at a gentleman's club, a upscale gentleman's club. You know you're not going to get touched. You know you're not going to be groped. Even if you do a $20 or $30 table dance, you don't necessarily have to be sitting on the person's lap, grinding on them, feeling on them like this and that. You see what I'm saying? There's that, and I want people to understand the difference. But, again, if you're at a strip club and, you know, a lot of the more not upscale clubs, they are usually the black clubs, the white clubs more upscale, the black clubs are strip clubs. They're hood spots. Now, at these hood spots, please understand, ladies, or anyone listening who was on that thread who doesn't really understand, those are absolutely whores. I don't care what their reason for being there is. I don't care if they're defeating their kids, they're putting themselves through school. What they have to do to even be there, okay makes them a whore meaning you're selling your body strippers nowadays in these black strip clubs are not just strippers they're prostitutes they're whores they are literally instructed to grab your genitalia you know sit on your lap beg you for dollars you know you know suck you off in the back room for 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 you know for 10 bucks 5 bucks you know 20 bucks you know you go back there you know it's common knowledge all you got to do is you know, pull your you know what i'm saying you, you pull something out and it's y'all they'll do whatever for you they just expect a tip so please i'm just keeping it real with y'all and this is any black man knows this any black fellas knows this it's just it's the women a lot of times that have no idea what goes on these ladies will do all types of stuff they're prostitutes masquerading as dancers but don't make. Please make no mistake. What goes on in those back rooms? When you think of strip clubs, you think of poles. The it's not about what goes on on the poles. It's about what goes on on the couches. The couches in the back rooms behind the poles. You guys, understand that. So don't don't feel sorry for these women. Don't go. Like, oh, you shouldn't judge them. What about this? No, 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 no. They're whores. Even actual whores on the street selling their body. I'm. Sure, they all have daughters. They have families. They're they, you know, they, I'm sure they have reasons too, but what's a prostitute? A prostitute is a whore. You can't, you know, if you've put out fires, you know what I mean? Guess what? You're a firefighter. You know, if you molest little boys, you're a pervert. You're a, a pedophile. That's what you are based on what you do. If you're a stripper, then you're absolutely a whore. And that's not a derogatory thing. Again, it's just I'm talking on the radio right now, so guess what? I'm a talk show host. That's what I am based on what I do. Does that make sense, Courtney? A lot of people don't see it that way. They want to romanticize it. They want to glamorize it. They want to, oh, no, you shouldn't judge them. No, just because she's a stripper doesn't mean that she doesn't. Like, no, yes, it does.
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. And I know what goes on most people. Well, I should not say most people. I've been to strip clubs, and I know what, what the they heck? do.
2: You've I've been to strip clubs, or you worked at a show.
0: strip club? You, you work at a strip club?
1: So no, 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 no. Don't try to play me on the show. You have never heard me say I worked at a strip club. I've never been a stripper. Don't try to play me. I went one you, time, though. And did what? And I went to a birthday party. And it was, like, half of the half of it was, like, a regular, like, a dancing club, and the other half was, like, a strip club. And we watched the dancers. We watched them dance. And then we went to the other side and went to the club. And that was it.
0: Yeah, so. man, that's what it is. So, I mean, and again, guys, like I said, it's not about judging. It's not about being mean. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So I guess my point is when you when you bring God into – Literally, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, you know, I mean, these these are like the, this is, those strip clubs a lot of times are hell, hell on earth. You know, they're like, they're dark, they're dingy, I mean, it's, you know, there's sex going on, there's there's all types of stuff going on. I mean, it's like literally hell on earth, you know, and so to think that, you know, God would, would be in the midst of of something obviously and blatantly, so perverted is, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's ludicrous. It's, you know what I mean? It doesn't even make sense to even think that prayer inside that type of environment would it make any type of sense on any level. You know what I mean? There's no possible rationale for praying in an environment that God is literally saying will be the equivalent to the environment on earth where he will actually come back. And the world and it'll be the end of the world. Like that's what strip clubs are. And I'm not even proud to say that I've experienced that. But that like when God you read the Bible and it speaks about how the world will be, the level of perversion and the level of sin and you know, the 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 joy that people will be taking in sin. It's 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 those types of clubs. Y'all know that, right? So to think that the <laughs> Y'all get it. Y'all get it by now. There's no need to pray in this circle. I'm just let's just leave it at that. You know, pray not to go. Maybe pray after you leave. But if you're there, hey, you might as well have a great time, 'cause you know what I mean. Enjoy it. You know what I mean. If you're gonna sin, you might as well. Yeah, it is what it is, man. But um, so there's that, man. And, and you know, add yourselves to the group if you didn't see the the picture, just the ridiculous nature of it. Uh, what else is going on out here, man? Like I told you, we're just talking about some things you know, keeping it real tonight. A couple of things that I found interesting um was uh Russell Wilson a lot of people were talking about this whole Russell Wilson and Sierra and future, this whole love triangle I mean it's all ridiculous. I mean we did a whole show uh, a few months ago on um you know where they where where they first made their relationship public and you know, we were talking about just her level of emotional unavailability and, you know, what kind of man um, deals with that type of woman based on her actions, you know, her career, uh, certain images that she's projected forth. I mean, just Google Sierra wearing a Baphomet shirt. She's got the goat head on it. I mean, we you know, we talked about all that. She's wearing hats with devil horns sewn into them, just crazy stuff. And this is, you know, someone he chose to, to, to you know, to wife up. Um, and so and you can kind of tell recently he made a statement saying, well, when someone's not even on your level, then that's when you ask him to marry you. And it's just, I'm just looking like, I would never say anything like that. In fact, I don't know a man that would even say anything like that. Like, who even says that? That kind of puts you into the mindset like, okay, that's what kind of guy he is. Only, Only a total complete clown, the worst possible type of man, even thinks that, let alone says it. You know, to put someone like that on that level of a a pedestal to say that she's not even on his level, I mean, you're just like a clown. Like, literally the worst possible. And any man, any real man will tell you that. Um, And so that hopefully sheds some additional light on, you know, what, you know, who he is, what he's into, why his wife up Because she's like one of the more lack of, Respectability lacking women in the industry, if you followed her career, if you looked at the lyrics, i mean style of dress, all types of stuff um very sexual, very you know just very sexual, you know and, and not afraid to hide it, so uh, you know, kind of like Janet Jackson on crack or something I mean, it's like ridiculous, but um yeah now what now <clears throat> the the headline though was that she was um she lost the the custody battle you know her and future if you've been following the story you know had a huge or you in the midst of a huge custody battle and you know she wanted to have sole custody he was saying well look let's just have joint custody she tried to to uh, deny him and so evidently he won the the custody battle so now it's joint custody you know which it should be um and that's just you know that's what it is I don't really care about that. I mean, I'll just say, you know, pray for the child, pray for, because, um, you know, any time you have that level of strife, you know, between two parents, I mean, it's never, ever a good situation for the child. I mean, that child is going to grow up, you know, with an already lowered bar, an already lowered set of standards for what they will accept and settle for out of life. You know, just based off what they, you know, he's seeing from his, uh, his parents, which is, which is, uh, which is unfortunate. So, uh, I mean, any, any other thoughts on that, Courtney? I mean, just a, a bad situation all around.
1: It really is, and I feel that every child deserves their father. And um, you know, just because you may not be getting along with your child's father, and you have, you know, disagreements, or you have different things going on. At the end of the day, if he wants and he's actively trying to be there for the child and trying to establish a relationship, I feel that you should you should be encouraging of that. And um, it's sad because a lot of women take their feelings out on um, you know their child's father, and then the child suffers.
0: Yeah, you know, and the fun the really it's not even funny, but. I mean, I don't know if people listen to this type of music or you're familiar with it. I mean, Future has some of the most violent and ridiculous, vulgar lyrics, you know, really that I've ever heard in, in modern-day music. I mean, this guy is talking about, you know, he he's high all the time, Xanaxes and Percocets and, you know, vodka and just, you know, being high as a kite all the time. And he's saying... uh he has a song. He says, "I'm on the same. I'm on the same stuff that Mike was on. Like whatever the whatever the drug that killed <laughs> Michael Jackson. He he said that's what he's on. I'm like,
2: like who
0: says that? Why would you brag? Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson was murdered. Hopefully, everyone understands that. But the the drug that killed Michael Jackson." You know, you're saying I'm on the same stuff that Mike is on. Like, that's crazy. You're bragging about that. And, I mean, you know, Molly, he has a mixtape. What's it called? Dirty Sprite. You know, Sprite with all types of drugs and, you know, whatever concoction these weirdos put together so they're just always high. Like, that's what he's always on. I mean, and that's his whole – anyone who knows anything about Future, like, that's what – he's a drug addict – he glorifies drug use, violence, I'm talking about some uh if young Metro don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. Like just violence. Like you're just a violent person, you know, and this this is someone who has now been granted custody, joint custody of of a child. So just ask yourself, what kind of environment is that child gonna grow up in? Pray for these kids of these celebrities, whether it's Blue Ivy, Northwest, Saint West, you know, Futures Child. I mean, the uh, Future in Sierra. I mean, just horrible example. Jay Z and Beyonce, Kanye West and Kim. I mean, seriously, all jokes aside, pray for these kids, man. I can't think of worst examples of parents and the people that I just named. It's like crazy. So uh, yeah, man but yeah man pray for pray for everybody. What else is going on out here? These kids, man, I just was in the store. this is crazy. I was in the store yesterday. I'm literally in the store, I'm in the corner store, and I see you guys have heard a number of stories about you know me in these corner stores. i you know take a walk down to the corner store. I'm literally in the corner store. I had to get some uh when well, I have to get some milk, I think for William, so I'm in the corner store. this is crazy the one- the girl is like. Um, she's singing, she's, the girl, the little girl was singing formation and she was singing some. she's like, nah, that's not the words and I don't know the words but she, but she was, she sang it, she's like, some some formation, that is that, I'm like, and she was getting the girl to sing the lyrics properly, I'm like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you like that song? She's like, yeah, I like, oh, well, that's my, that's my song right there, yeah, I was like, oh, see, so hey, I was like, yo, you, you let your, your daughter listen to that? And she she's like, What, you know, It's a cool, I, I just like the beat. I think it's catchy. I'm like, You like the beat? I said, Yo, how I said, How old are you? But what you I said, what you like, twenty five, twenty six? She's like, Nah, yeah, I'm like twenty five. Like, okay, I was like, How old is your daughter? She's like seven. She'll be seven. I said, So you, you let your seven year old daughter listen to this. She's like, Stop playing, leave me alone. And she um she you know what I mean? Not knowing that she was going to be a topic on this show, but that's and I said online, I said that is really indicative of the a, a major problem in society. You know, we talk about these single mothers, you know, these young mothers who who are who love Beyonce and, and and artists like Beyonce, and because they love them, we just got finished talking about this. You just you literally just heard me talking about this. When we did our special on lemonade two weeks ago, I, I just said, you got young mothers who love Beyonce, so you can't expect them to prevent their kids from loving Beyonce, and, and they're not. And so the kids, it's, it just perpetuates the cycle. You know, and it's really sad. I was just like, all right, man, you, you know, I said, but just be careful out there. I said, you know, that, and I tried to tell her, I was like, yo, that, I said, this song isn't appropriate for her. You know, she's like, I know, I know, I know. I was like, all right, how crazy is that, Courtney?
1: Look, you're trying to teach people that's cool, <laughs> like i mean that's that's what um unfortunately is happening out here. kids don't stand a chance, the majority of them don't
0: it's sad, it's really sad, so but I mean, you know it is what speaking of these kids, you know and stuff is so messed up out here, like you said, and but you know it's not all bad. It's really sad to say this. It's really sad that we're what I'm about to tell you. But again, I'm, I keep it honest with you guys. I don't make stuff up. I don't embellish stuff. I just call it like I see it. You know, I tell you guys every day. I'm in the hood every day. You know, I do a lot of things in the hood. I sell cars. I do a lot of things. I mentor kids. Um, you know, and I, you know, I see a lot of negativity. I see kids walking around with no shirts on, no haircuts. You know, smelling horrible. You know, just carrying guns little kids you, you know i i carry a gun so you know i'm you know if you my gun is very small so you don't you would never know that i have mine on me but a lot of these kids they're carrying 45 you know uh caliber pistols so you you know you you i've been trained to know you, you see the bulge basically i mean if you can't <laughs> you can't hide a forty-five. You know what I mean? These kids are so stupid. You got mandatory sent- mandatory five-year sentences for illegal guns, and that's with no vi- no no prior conviction. Some of these people already have, you know, convictions. So, you know, you, you're looking at five to ten years for for weapons violations, and these idiots are are so, you know, paranoid about whatever they're going to face on the street that they're willing to To take a chance at, at you know a mandatory five to ten year sentence, just at what might happen, you know I, I've made a decision to sell these drugs, so you can't serve drugs with no gun, you know so you 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 know you, you're already a felon, so you know you can't get a legal gun, so you that's just the chance that you take. A lot of these kids, they're so quick to pull the trigger. Because in their mind, they're always on edge. A lot of people don't understand the mentality. And I'm, and I'm not justifying it at all. I just understand it. I mean, think about it. It's on one hand, you could be killed at any minute by a rival gang member or, you know, drug deal going bad or whatever the case is on that hand. So you got to, you know, worry about that. But on the other hand, you know, you get, you're driving, you get pulled over you get a stop and frisk wrong time, wrong place, wrong time, you're literally going to jail, mandatory 5 to 10 years. So at, at a, a, a moment's notice, a blink of a second, your life could change forever. And these kids, that's that's always on their mind. That's always what they're that's what they're always thinking about. That's why they're all, they don't they won't even hesitate just to pop you. Cuz see in their mind, it's you or them. It's a it's a war zone out here. People say, "Oh, what about the violence?" But everyone wants the violence to stop. But nobody even understands where the violence comes from, you know. And it doesn't matter where it comes from, but it, it's all wrong. It's all bad. But you at least have, to, if you ever want to even hope to reach these kids, you've got to be able to think like them. And far too often, you know, these kids are not, you know, they or the parents are not understanding what the one of the one of the most insightful lyrics that I've ever heard from any rapper, interestingly enough, came from Drake. Now, I'm not really a Drake fan, although he does have a, you know, a lyrical talent. He's a talented lyricist. But uh, one of the things he said several years ago in his song, Aston Martin Music, he said, it takes a certain man to, certain type of man to teach to be far from the hood, but to understand the streets. You know, and I that's that's how I consider myself. I don't you know, I've been in the hood. I work in the hood. I do a lot of things in the hood, but I'm not from the hood. I'm not of the hood. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I have a vast knowledge of the streets, and that's the only way that anyone can ever hope to teach these kids is if you understand their environment. You know what I mean? And we need more people who understand the streets, understand the the code of the streets, understand the hood. And I was blessed; I am blessed to have a father. You know who who taught us the streets, how to be a man. These kids are growing up with fathers without fathers. They don't even know how to be men. They don't even understand the code of the streets. They weren't taught that how to walk away from an argument. Trayvon Martin wasn't taught how to be a man, you know what I'm saying? He was taught to fight. My dad taught me, hey, sometimes, yeah, you're going to be times where you got to fight. But there's also times where you got to run. There's also times you got to know when to walk away. You know, got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. It's not always. I know kids out here now, they're like, yo, I ain't running. And listen, hold on, real quick. Just listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The new code of the streets, when I was brought up properly, we were taught, you know, you, you, you conduct yourself based on the situation. There was no universal law of either you never run or you always run. It's this is how you deal with this situation, this is how you deal with that situation. Trayvon Martin, he and he even said on the phone, on the audio, a lot of people didn't watch the trial, they so they don't know what was said, they didn't hear the tape, they didn't hear the tra- look at the transcripts of the police report. But Trayvon Martin can be heard talking to the chick, his buddy that he was on the phone. He said she was like, Nah, just just run. He's like, no, nah, I ain't running. I ain't running. Well here you have a crazy white man or you know, Puerto Rican or whatever the heck he is, Hispanic, Mexican, excuse I know, I'm all over the place. George Zimmerman, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm as bad as they are. You know what <laughs> I mean? I just hit, hit the whole globe. Puerto Rican, Spanish, Mexican you know what I'm saying? Hispanic. He's following you with a gun. And an aggressive man, and you, and you want to fight this dude? Now, granted, he didn't know that he had a gun. He probably just thought he was going to be able to box him. But that's not how I, I have a, I, I wouldn't teach my son to deal with that situation the way Trayvon Martin did. I'm, and that's no disrespect to him. Rest in peace. That's, But I'm, you see what I'm saying? Like that's, you have to understand the streets. You have to understand different scenarios. I was taught, yo, you don't, yo. Sometimes you gotta look, you gotta look for the bulge. You know what I mean? Courtney, like when she she's looking for a different type of bulge, like you know what I mean? Like that. But I'm not talking about no, that. Really? I'm saying as far as firearms are concerned, right? How do you, you got to know in so
2: much.
0: <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to know what's going on. And you can't fight everybody because you don't know if everybody somebody has a gun. So, like I said, man, you, you got to understand the streets. Look at this. Look at this stuff. So there's that. Look, you got Bobby Shmurda. We spent some time mm-hmm. talking about him. We, when Courtney was, uh, she, she, we talked a few months ago, she she was doing practicing the shmoney dance. Y'all remember that? That was a classic show. Mm-hmm. Some people said I should go in the stand-up after that show. I had y'all cracking up. You know what I'm saying with the the whole shmoney movement, the shmoney dance. And Courtney said she would be doing the shmoney dance in the, uh, you know what I mean, in the in the mirror. You know what I'm saying. But setting her setting her timer, she, she <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> so that's what she was doing. She had talking about some back in not nah, not back in the day. That was last week. Courtney in there doing the shmoney dance, setting the the timer, setting the camera up on the tripod, self timer. Really. <laughs> Getting shots blown up. She got her arms out doing, the, doing the shmoney dance. But did y'all hear about this though? A a, a Bobby Schmurda. And now since then, Bobby Schmurda, if you guys don't know, was arrested for, you know, gang conspiracy and attempted murder and murder and just all these these charges. So his whole crew was they raided his whole crew. They all got arrested uh, up there in New York. Now, but. So the sentences are just now starting to trickle in. One of his affiliates was uh was, was sentenced to 98 years in prison. You know, for and this is for a murder. He killed someone and the attempted murder of three under, other individuals. 98 years and I say good riddance. I, you know, hmm. have no problem with that uh sentence. Some people had the audacity to say that was too much. I said, "Are you are you smoking crack?" How is 98 years too much for premeditated murder? A lot of people don't understand. See, and this is where you got to really understand the legal system. Murder, guys, premeditated murder at that, first-degree murder has a can carry a sentence of the death penalty. Life in prison without the possibility of parole or the death penalty. So... To me, 98 years is is a bargain. And then so you add on that, you add attempted murder on that. You can get 25 to 30 years for attempted murder of one person, right? Maybe more than that, but certainly 25 to 30 years for attempted murder. So if you attempt to murder three people, you figure 25 times three, and then you add on there the actual murder of somebody. I mean, come on. That's 98 years is absolutely, you know, right. In fact, we need to start putting these people, more of them, under the jails. We are so lenient uh, and and sympathetic to criminals. You know what I mean? Let a criminal get shot by the cops. That's, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, my, but they totally lose sight of the fact that these were actual criminals. You know what I mean? And that's what we got to start focusing on is the crime aspect of it. I mean, you know, criminals, you know, who would kill you, kill your family, robbing, killing, rape, you know, drug dealing. But yet people want to have sympathy for these people. It's amazing to me. And so, yeah, so he was sentenced to 98 years. And one of the things that uh, was a total contrast. Yesterday I had the opportunity to go to my nephew's uh, baseball game. He plays baseball, you know, little league baseball. He's in sixth grade, seventh grade. And it was just really great because it's out there, you know, in the suburbs. And, you know, you got your Bobby Schmurders out there. You got your your GS9 affiliates out there. That's his gang. Got so many people out here, man, so many bad kids. And then it was really great to just see. My nephew's a good kid, great kid, never been in trouble. You know, you go out, he's out there playing with his his teammates, a bunch of white kids, I think maybe uh, one other black kid. But it's just a total contrast. And it's really sad to say, because we can act like it's different. We can act like different things. But, the, I mean, the hood is, is really not a good place. You don't see, even when you do see the positive kids, a lot of times it's not. It's positive kids in negative environments. But it was just really refreshing to see positive kids and how they can turn out when they're also blessed with a positive environment because the environment was very positive. I saw one thing. I'll tell you man, it almost brought tears to my eyes. To be I mean all jokes aside, it was so it was so great. It was so refreshing. I never seen anything I, I it's been a very long time since I've seen anything like this. You know, it, you know the little white kid was up on on a pitcher's mound. I used to be a pitcher, so I know what it's like. And you know, he was on a on a pitcher's mound and he, you know, he threw the ball. He's a good pitcher too for for that age. But he threw a, an errant pitch. And it hit him. It hit the it hit the batter, and it you know he's like ah you know what I mean like he turned and hit him in the back, kind of beamed him in the back, and the kid was literally so genuinely apologetic. Like he went over to him, chased him down, like yo oh, sorry. He, he's like sorry, I'm sorry, sorry man. Are you okay? Are you okay? Shook his you know made it this point that you know shake his hand. And It was just like wow, the humility there, the the genuine caring nature of these kids is just so and again. I'm someone who's in the hood every day. I see these kids every day. And I'm not just gonna paint a, a picture that's just not there. You do not see that type of that type of humility, that type of kindness from our youth today. We can act like we do, we can act like oh yeah, you know, but we don't. That that's the and that's being real, not in the hood. And so I just wanna just put that out there. You can do with it what you will. But for me, that was very touching because it's like, wow, imagine if these kids in the hood, great kids, they're great kids in the hood, don't get me wrong. But a lot of times their environment has a way of of taking that greatness and that kindness and putting a dark cloud over it. Do you know what I'm saying, Courtney? Can you relate it on?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad because, you know, our kids, they're not, Half of them aren't even like, you know, really playing sports as much. They choose the streets over that. They're not even involved in extracurricular activities, and they're they're choosing guns. And um, it's it's just the whole thing is um it's sad.
0: Yeah, it's it's sad. Like I said, it's it literally was so refreshing to see that. I was like, yo man, let me, let me know when your next game is. Cause it brought back so many memories. It was just a positive environment. You know, I'm around adults. I'm around, like, you know what I'm saying, real stuff every day. So it was just really refreshing to see positive children. You know, when I say positive, like not into the guns. not Forget the guns. Just not even negative, just having fun. These kids out here, you look around, a lot of them, they're not even having fun. you got to walk around. If you're walking down the street, you literally, as a kid, you have to walk with your with your hand in your pocket to give the illusion that you have a gun? You know what I mean? Like, that's, you have to. You have to walk down the street. Shoot, I even do it sometimes. Like, the only thing is, only difference is it ain't no illusion with me. That's the only difference, you know what I mean? But that's what these kids are. You have to have a hand in your, you know, pocket to to make it seem like you have a gun just so you won't get robbed, just so someone won't look at you and be like, yeah, let me go rob him. Like, no, if you got your hand in your pocket, it's like, okay, let me, let me chill. Let me let me chill. Like Courtney sees it. Courtney sees it just from being here in Philly. I mean, I used to, she saw it in, in in Chicago, but just being here in Philly, like I know she sees what I see. So it's rough where we do business at a lot of times. So I mean, these kids, you know, a lot of times are bad news. So we just got to try to reach these kids, and but more importantly, stop. Let's not make excuses for these kids. And they, if they're bad, they're bad. You can't fix a problem. If you if you convince yourself that there is no problem, and that and far far too often I'm seeing us acting like things are not what they are. Oh no, you know he's not so bad, or oh no, it wasn't this and that. No, it's 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 pretty bad. You know what I mean? It's, it's very bad. Keep it moving though. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about, man. I want to switch it up. A couple weeks ago, or actually last week, we spent some time talking about Becky with the good hair, right? And so uh, we were talking about hair care and weaves, and someone asked the question of, you know, um, how do men feel about locks and, you know, what are some reasons that men are dating women outside of their race and just what what role hair plays in that. And uh, one of the things I found to be interesting is that, you know, we talk about the, you know, the, the brainwashing in many cases that the media has done to to black women, you know, as far as, getting them to think that, you know, long hair is better, or, you know, if you don't have long hair, go buy some long hair, and you'll be better, or you'll be more beautiful, and someone posted a video over in the Friends group, which was really disturbing, it was a picture, a woman had, you know, her hair out, natural, and uh, next thing, it was like showing the transformation, they sewed the weave in, and uh, you know, braided the hair up, whatever, sewed the weave in. Next thing you know, the finished product was like this long, flowing weave, and she had all this confidence. It's like, wait a minute, you look better before all that. You look, And that's what women don't understand. The natural look, 90% of the time, is going to be better than the that fake look. So you really just got to believe in yourself and, and understand what men look for. You know, if a man is looking for a wife, he's not going to seek out the, the fake woman. He's gonna to want to wake up to you every day. He's gonna to want to, you know, know what he what you're working with. You know, so obviously he's gonna to want to be able to get a glimpse of who you really are. That weave got to come out at some point. You know what I mean? He's gonna to want to know what you what you really got going on under there. You know, what's your thoughts on that on that video, Courtney? On this whole weave thing, black hair care.
1: You know, and I said this on the show, I used to wear wigs and wigs and all of those things. And um, it, it was because I just didn't feel confident wearing my own hair. And I thought that men wanted, you know, that that long hair, even if it wasn't mine. And so what happens a lot of times is, um, you know, those women that wear the, the long hair and all that stuff, you know, black men can see it's a, a lot of times from lack of confidence, and you get approached in a sexual manner and you wonder why. So I'm saying it's to say that it's important to embrace yourself and embrace your the way that God made you. You don't have to have long hair. You know, you don't have to, you know, um, have the European look. Just be comfortable with yourself and, you know, others will see that.
0: Hey, that's the key. That's that's the key, I mean, is, is being comfortable with yourself. If you're not comfortable with yourself, you're going to make yourself a target, plain and simple. You know, I mean, I look, I look at very cute women, very pretty girls. I'm just like, wow, you don't even need that. You don't even need the weave. You don't even need, like, the long hair. Cause, I, mean, cause, I mean, aside from the fact that no one is stupid, you know what I mean, like, no one is stupid, you know, it's, you have a, a weave down to your butt. No one thinks that's your real hair. No one thinks, oh yeah, she looks exotic. Oh, she looks like she's mixed with something like that's. First of all, mixed isn't even. Men don't care about whether or not you're mixed. They just care about beauty. You know what I mean? Real natural beauty. You know, and so that's what it is. You can't make yourself beautiful. You can't make yourself into something that you're not. Just be yourself. Uh, now, now, one of the things I found interesting, I was watching the Steve Harvey show uh, recently. And this was, like, crazy to me. He goes on and on and on. He had these guests on. And they were, like, these, uh, he was doing, like, this hair care segment. And he said, all right, first, you know, I got I to gotta have full disclosure with y'all. I don't know if y'all saw it. He was like, now, I do have a, a financial interest in in this product. And so he had these this, these women come out, these models, and they had these weaves on and all these different hair care products and i just found it to be interesting because you could tell that he was very much so invested in projecting how great these hair care products were but i'm looking at it as just a man who with, with no financial interest in it and i'm like wow you're you're telling these women basically that you have to have these fake eyelashes this 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 fake hair this excessive amount of makeup You know all these different hair care products, you know, in in order to for them to be beautiful, and I appreciate him at least keeping it real and saying, "Well, look, yeah, I'm I'm making money from this. I'm not." (laughs) So basically, what he's saying, he would be telling y'all this this stuff about the weaves, whether he liked it or not, because he has a financial interest in it. Do y'all see a problem with that? And not only, I mean, not just, and I'm you know, you do what you do, you make investments or whatever, but at the end of the day. You have to understand that, ladies. Okay, you guys gotta understand that. If if the music industry puts Beyonce out there and says, "Oh, she's you know the definition of beauty," there's a financial interest there. So they're doing that for a reason, for financial gain. It's not that she's super beautiful. It's not that she's you know every man's desire, but that's the image that they're selling. Steve Harvey was just you know honest enough to tell y'all, like, look. Yeah, I'm hyping this up, but it's because I'm making money from it. <laughs> I mean, how, what's your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I mean, that's not the only thing he hypes up because he makes money from it. I mean, it's it's the whole thing is just it's unfortunate that um a lot of women just buy into that whole fake look. You know, they have like uh, aside from fake hair and fake eyelashes, they have like the the butt pads that you put in your your pants and all of that other stuff and. It just shows the fact that it, those products are out. It just shows how um, how a lot of us women we have insecurities that we haven't dealt with.
0: Yeah, and one of the things with me, and I'm gonna be honest with you, one of the major reasons why we don't have, you know, um, a lot of commercial or don't don't have commercials and are very selective about who you even hear on this show. Back in the day, you know, you used to hear a lot of a lot more authors and a lot of different guests. Well, I got to, you know, I wasn't necessarily honest with y'all then. Um sometimes I was, but I mean, the the reality is just like Steve Harvey, I had a financial interest in a lot of those guests. Meaning a lot of those guests that y'all heard, they paid money to be you know, to promote their book or their product or their service on on my show. So, you know, it was all a You know, it's all for a particular purpose. You know, and so one of the reasons why I got out of that is because I found myself being fake. You have to say, oh, yeah, this is a great product. Oh, yeah, this is a great book. Oh, yeah, da da da. You know, even if I didn't necessarily believe that. And just, I'm just saying all this to start the process, start the thought process of, whoa, maybe it's not what it seems. Maybe this isn't necessarily happening in the world, just because they showed on CNN, maybe, you know what I'm saying, men don't really like Beyonce, maybe, you know, or whatever the case is, maybe this product isn't, this hair care product isn't the best for me, maybe he's just saying it is because he invested a few million dollars in it, and is reaping the benefits if people, you know, millions of people go out and buy this product, you know, it seems like common sense, but common sense isn't always common, so... It is what it is, man. One last thing, and, you know, just speaking about um, respecting yourself, having a healthy and high level of self-esteem, um, I posted a picture yesterday of a young woman who, you know, it was really, we talked, we did a show a few years ago on, on thirst traps, you know, and just women who set thirst traps, of, meaning, you know, putting pictures of boobs and thighs and, You know booties out there Bikinis Tights whatever like that You know with the sole purpose of Attracting men You know presenting themselves in a Sexualized manner Um, And we really have to just get out Of that ladies I mean Instagram is You know from Instagram to Facebook To now Snapchat You know women are just really taking A a lack of respectability To a whole nother level And um, it's 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 playing a major role in men not committing, you know, not not only men not committing, but men not even viewing you in a way that they e- would even consider committing, and, um, you know, the, I don't know if you guys saw the picture, but it was a picture of a young woman, she, she said, the caption was, I have nice thighs, I think I have nice thighs, so she posted just a picture of her thighs, and it's like, And I even respond. I didn't post the the actual comments after, but I respond. I'm like, sweetheart, you don't even have to do that. I said, you know, fishing for compliments is not, you know, at all what you want to be doing if you want to be taken seriously. She proceeds to cuss me out. You don't need you on my. Why you hating and this and that? And you could have just kept it moving off my effing picture. Don't say nothing about. I'm like, I'm sitting up here. First of all, you're you're asking for comments, right? You're asking for feedback. So I give you feedback, just not the feedback that you're looking for, and now you want to be confrontational with me, you know. And I just want you guys to understand that that's not appealing. It's not sexy. It doesn't turn us on. If you have nice legs, you don't have to tell us you have nice legs. And I'm seeing more and more of it, you know. I mean, these captions are getting ridiculous. You know, I mean, I see you know, you guys know how I post Bible verses in the morning. I just post a scripture. I'm seeing women posting their freaking faces. With the Bible verses.
2: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: what the heck? You're getting your hair done. You're putting your makeup on. You got your lipstick. You got a little bit of cleavage showing. You're taking headshots, And you're putting a, 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 you know, a scripture. So you're like, hmm, I can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I can. I'll rope them in with the scripture. But as they see the scripture, they'll see my face. And they'll like it. And when they like it, that'll give me the affirmation. You know, and, and the self validation that I've been seeking. So it's a two for one special. And you shouldn't do that. You know, Courtney's laughing because she used to do stuff like that back in the day all the time. A lot of women do. It's that seeking attention. And I'm just trying to tell y'all, ladies, a man telling you you're sexy is, a, is much different from him being genuinely interested in getting to know you as a person you know what i mean and you don't if you're sexy if a man thinks you're beautiful you don't have to tell us you're beautiful oh i think i have nice thighs oh uh my makeup like it's it's i mean it's all over these captions are ridiculous they're they're looking for i mean these people deserve oscars i mean cuz the, <laughs> the, the the captions that they come up with to, to to use as an excuse just to post a picture of themselves is so creative i'm like wow, that was that's pretty darn creative <laughs> Because I wouldn't have been a, like, imagine that. Like, if y'all see me, if I want to post a picture, I just post a picture. I don't need a quote or a caption to go with the picture. It's like, oh, I'm just going to post this picture. But now nah, people be like, they'll post scriptures. They'll post inspirational messages, quotes, quotes from songs, quotes from movies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> smiley faces. Oh, like, poetry. Haikus. I'm like oh totally how are you going to post a haiku of of an mm-hmm. ass shot you, I, like oh I'm sorry a lot of people don't know what haikus are like you know but don't worry about it don't even worry uh-huh. you missed it you know what I'm saying but it's crazy and they're doing it like every day all day you know they'll they'll post a workout oh, fitness fitness is sexy and you'll post an ass shot of you in some tights on your way to the gym it's like come on you know, or or post a picture of your, your, the duck lips, milk does a body good, like just stupid stuff. You know, having like a milk mustache or something, it's just like, yo, the, the thirst has to stop. It's, at some point, Courtney, it's got to come to an end, and it will come to an end when and only when there's a healthy and high level of self-esteem. I mean, I, know, I mean, you, you've told many stories about you doing stuff like that, Courtney. Um, any advice that you would give to women who who do that now? Like, even now, they'll post a scripture, they'll post, you know, some type of ridiculous quote as an excuse to post a picture of themselves to get specifically designed to get likes?
1: Yeah, I mean, first I just want to say the thirst is real. Like, it, it really is. But... The good news is that, I mean, we're talking about it, and I think most women know why they, of course they know why they're doing it. I just would say, you know, don't, I don't have anything else to say, but don't do that. I mean, you don't have to get likes from people or look for likes from men. And those men that are responding to you and, well, all the emojis and all those different things, they're just viewing you in a sexual way. And so I guess what I'll say is just, to seek love from God and not these men, because they're going to just be approaching you from a sexual standpoint when you do those things
0: yeah, and that's that's such good advice i mean you can't you can't expect more than you know what I'm saying you can't expect more than what it is if you're posting your body, then that's where it begins and ends. A man is going to want you for your body. There is no, oh, I want her mind. She presented herself on social media, you know, from a sexual standpoint, but maybe I'll be able to get past all that and, you know, we can get to, you know, something else, you know, later on down the line. No, there is nothing else, you know, because once he gets that, that's it. It's over, you know, so just think about that. Love yourself, respect yourself, and, um, you know, we'll keep it moving, man. You know, that's all we have for tonight. I mean, really there was more. Because um, there were some actual ask, date on advice questions that I really did expect to be able to get to, but you know we'll, we'll save them for next time, man. Because like I said, we we discussed a lot of different things, and um, you know, like I said, it's getting late, so we'll we'll come back next time. You know, maybe over the weekend or early next week, and um, you know, keep it uh continue to keep it real with you, uh, Courtney. Good job tonight. You know, thank you. I'll say I'll tell you what I tell people. You know. All the time Don't be a psycho Stop being a psycho You know what I mean Y'all haven't heard that line in a while But You know what I mean um, We might have to bring, the, bring that back Bring back some new t-shirts You know But yeah man um, I want to thank y'all for listening in. Um, Thank y'all for For supporting Again Thank you for everyone who's listened to the last This is just fun tonight This was nothing special You know what I mean it was Good information But just having some fun Real laid back But literally Last know three four live shows all time classics check them out if you missed them um counseling we're still doing our spring special If you guys need any type of counseling email me reach out call the eight hundred number eight five five fifty five day on first session is free um yeah man you know we're we're still doing it it's you know it's important to 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 plant those seeds. You know, if there's something that you feel like is not being done or something you feel like you're not, you're not 100% happy with your relationship or your love life or whatever, and you desire love, do something about it. You know, reach out. All right, guys, so thank you again, and um, we will see you next time.
2: Let day don't motivate you, girl. day be your motivation, child. Let rock your world. day don't be your motivation, child. Let day don't you, girl. day be your motivation, child. Let